Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 147 of the F Reality Podcast. Your weekly deep dive into the latest VR news, which there is plenty of this week, because we're going to be talking about Ready Player 2, the new super hot game that sadly won't have VR support at launch, the HP Reverb G2 pre-orders have opened up, Rockstar is apparently working on a new AAA VR game, and much more. And then finally, Zim has got some new VR releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team, find out what's been their highlight of the week this week, and also let us know what you've played in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, this man almost saved the world in his Iron Man suit this week, but a glitch in the Matrix sent him all the way back to the beginning. It's of course, Nathy. How you doing? Yeah, nothing is is more fun than a save game that uh, uh, you know keeps you keeps you in the loop in some kind of like checkpoint. It's uh, it's crazy. But it was uh, a tragic it, story that I read this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it took. I, I think it took me like four hours to replay where I left off because I just didn't want to wait for a patch. I was like, yeah, patch whatever. Uh, that's gonna take a few days. So, uh, but but funny enough, I was able to. Well, catch up and uh, um, get some extra points along the way. So that was working in my favor for uh, for that that series I'm doing with Iron Man VR. Um, but anyways, I want to first of all give two shout outs. One is uh, to uh, Victor Riddle, VR Dizzy, from the funny, you know, silly articles that we sometimes get. <laughs> He's now making merchandise. Uh, <laughs> best combination ever. I'm wearing it now. It's, it's super hot. Mmm, me like. Very nice. And um, if you if you want to let's say get a cool shirt with a super hot design on there or Beat Saber or I think Tilt Brush, then uh, we will make sure there's like a link in the you know uh, description of this uh, of this stream. But he, he's like working on that now, and it's 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 really really nice. Uh, the quality is good too. Uh, mm. I'm not I'm not sponsored uh, in any way. <laughs> like I just bought my uh, shirt, but I it's rare to see you know merchandise uh, uh, that is like VR. Um, other shout out I want to give is to uh, Lucas Risotto for mm. making this this you know a time machine video where he builds his own let's say machine to go back to the to the past and and also the future um, by doing it all in VR. So he has a video up now. Um, I think we can also just you know add a link uh, to that as as well in the description. Um, but that, that is just very, very uh, cool to see and a lot of work went into that. It's like a long video as well. Super creative, like amazing idea, and the way it was executed was was just brilliant. So yeah, hats off to him uh, for the work on that video. So 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 enough advertisement, uh, <laughs> free advertisement. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know you, you can always you know send me a check later. No, but uh, 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 last but not least, uh, I, I I saw that this week was like a national video game uh, week day. Um, and I just wanted to to ask you guys, uh, also people in the chat, like what uh, what has uh, what have video games brought you? And then just let's say the the biggest highlight uh, for me, it's of course the fact that I'm now you know able to work in a very uh, amazing industry, uh, and, and 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 partly that's because of video games. So yeah. Um, do you want me to answer this one first? Sure. Um, so I think for me, uh, video games has always been like a, a, an escapism thing for me, you know, like, uh, it's a way for me to forget what's going on in the real world around me. Uh, and I've always used that, um, as I was growing up in a kid, as a kid moving around a lot around sort of the world as my dad was in the army. So we moved every three years predominantly. So I had to sort of restart again, make new friends, but video games was always like the kind of rock that was always there. 
And, you know, if you're having a bad day or you had like a rough day at school or something like that, because I went to some pretty rough schools, um, then video games was always there for me. And that was what I used it for. And still to a certain degree, I, I use it for that today. You know, that ultimate escapism and VR, I think, is the ultimate escapism uh, for that. So, um, yeah, that's probably what I would say I use video games for and I'm, I'm very grateful for. Okay. What about you, Zim? <laughs> I was jockeying there. I'm like, I'm gonna let Rowdy go uh, go third here. Yeah, uh, you sure you don't want to go third? I got no, one. I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. For right. me, I think uh, uh, video games have always meant like a lot to me. I think even like on on like like if you go to like a deeper level, I think in terms of like some form of like social education, I think that video games have played a large role in a way that they kind of shaped me in the and you know the person that I am currently. But um, because um, you know you used to play like now it's maybe less of that kind of stuff but the story driven like 2d games that you used to play they were like you know like zelda where you were like a hero and you you were fighting for the good and that kind of stuff and i i think you get like some kind of sense of morality through video games from that as well which i think is personally very interesting uh, so i think that in a way has, has, has shaped me and a lot of people uh, as well and then it got me into the career that I am that I am in right now. And I think I told the story before to you guys one time as well. It was uh, at a point in my life that I was uh, I was studying at university, and after my bachelor's degree, I didn't really feel like I had like a sense of direction of where I wanted to go uh, with what I was doing. I didn't really feel like the direction I was currently in was really like the thing that I wanted to continue in. Um, and I was at the same time I was playing a video game that was called uh, Gray Matter. Uh, point and clicks a video game very very nicely done and a really great story and in that um, you had not really the protagonist but a character in there that was a neurobiologist and I just found everything because it was I mean it's of course it's science fiction there's a little bit of fantasy in there but there were elements in there that were really real and they really piqued my interest and it was because of that specifically because of that game that I went to inquire to see what kind of things that I need to do in order to become a neurobiologist or a neuro neuroscientist. So that is actually the game that pushed me into the career path that I'm in uh, right now. That's an awesome so I think awesome that's pretty story. cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Nice yeah, one. That's one of those ones that just like proves that there's a point to all of it as well. I mean, mm -hmm. my answer is a soppy answer, I think. It's that um, like gaming has brought me uh, in all of its forms, uh, but video gaming has brought me kind of all the important relationships that I have in my life that aren't just blood relationships. So like I met my wife by gaming with a Nintendo DS on a bus. She was the other person on the bus with a Nintendo DS. So yeah, <laughs> hashtag love works Nintendo. And uh, you know, I met you guys this way. So uh, you know, it's it's definitely been a heartfelt endeavor for me is uh, you know, video games have brought me people. And that's why I keep fishing with, uh, with those video games. <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. some awesome, awesome responses there. What about you then, Nathie? Do you have one? Yeah, so like as I as I said before, um, for me, a very big highlight is the fact that I now have a job. Mm. Uh, be before that, you know, I was just playing video games all day in my underwear, wasn't doing much with my life. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he's, he's not exaggerating with the underwear. We've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but um, so I kind of rolled into the 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 you know the 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 gaming industry, and from there into the VR one. Um, so yeah, for me that's like super important because I now have kind of like like a certain purpose in life. Of course, as Zim said, like you meet so many people, like all 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 of my friends that I know in real life, 
I know through or VR or through video games. I'm I'm, mm. I'm serious, uh, and uh, I always think it's super magical to be playing a game, then meet someone that is first very random, seems to be a stranger, and then the moment you for the first time meet, it's like oh, we already know each other for mm. so long. And same with like I remember meeting Mike, you know, in London, I don't know, like four years ago maybe. And it, it, it felt like, oh, I already know this guy. And, and, yeah. and that's because you have such a close relationship on the internet, uh, playing games, doing things together. So so that that's that's amazing and, and super magical. And uh, if we're talking about like just games in general, like um, for example, Bioshock, uh, like the fact that I have all these collectibles is not just because I like to flex on Bioshock or something. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of the game because uh, it, it means something to me and, and it means more than just, oh, it's, it's, it's a fun story. Like some of the characters in that game reflect certain feelings I have or things that were not so fun in life and things that were great in life that just reflect. And it's like, wow, these characters, I, yeah, I feel for them and I see myself in them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and they can be an example. I think video games can really motivate you to do better or to learn something, you know? Uh, uh, it's the same, like, if we talk about Iron Man, when I finish the game, at the very end, they have this little message saying, like, you know, uh, thanks for playing, but the real superheroes are the people who, you know, are in the healthcare, are fighting racism, stuff like that. And I, I think that's 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 awesome to see video games always you know bringing that positive message especially like in gta these days. for example gta really captures <laughs> that positive moment <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's that's another story um but yeah so so that that's it like video games are like i i don't know what i would do without video games and i'm, I'm so happy that video games are kind of like mainstream now where it's accepted to be playing them because you know, when I liked video games as a kid, my parents always said like, oh, turn it off. You're, you're sitting uh, in front of the TV too long. Now we have like eSports. You can make money with video games. It's like a total different world. And I think video games have showed that it's a huge industry, huge, uh, and um, that it's so important for so many people. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. We're getting deep at the beginning of the show. Um, I like it. That's why <laughs> I like so Group therapy, the yeah, saying, absolutely. Uh, we should do like a group hug right now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, like bring it in. Bring it in. Bring, bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. That was nice. That was nice. Very nice. Let's uh, introduce the next uh, dude on the show then. When this guy's uh, not making dragon masks, he loves nothing more than taking in the sights and putting his foot to the floor around beautiful Lake Louise. VR streamer, Zimtok5. How are you doing? Uh, my sanity has been challenged this week. I think it's... <sighs> Uh, for a few things. Last week, I, I, I made a uh, recommendation that there was a freebie on uh, PlayStation Plus Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, then <laughs> then I, I, I jaunted over to Reddit. Reddit said, <laughs> takes you 10 minutes to get to the VR bit. So I thought, great, incorporate that in the middle of a show. So I did. An hour later, uh, nearly tearing my <laughs> eyes out, I got to this Explore a Mansion VR experience which uh, was not worth the hour getting there, I would say. Uh, you got to turn some objects around like you would in a 2016 or 2017 Explorer VR game. Um, so, yeah, if you heard me talk about that last week, save yourself the hour. If you like 2D games, of course, you know, Tomb Raider's grand and all that, but uh, otherwise, don't go absolutely insane. It, it will take you a solid hour to get there. Um, 
And, and that was with chat helping me along, saying, but, do this, do that. But I do think, like, if things are bad and you play them, you still make them super entertaining because I watched you <laughs> do that. And it's like, it's it's just so funny. Like, it's like if you would play something that was was actually legit after that hour, it would have not been that entertaining. So, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That, 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 that's it's, the bane of the streamer, but, like, it's true. It's like, you know how we talk about um, uh, Uncanny Valley? I think of Uncanny Valley, like... To games as well so you have your like your triple a's which are like really fun to watch because they're really polished and then you have the the middle stuff which is mediocrity and you don't want to be there it's not interesting for anybody it's just a waste of time and then there's the stuff that's absolutely trash horrible which again is funny and entertaining to watch but um on that end, edge of the spectrum i got dragged back into the persistence again mm-hmm. and that was uh I'm I'm really liking that game. Uh, I am still banging my head a little bit against the wall of like the control scheme being a, a gamepad controller. For those who didn't catch it, this launched on Rift S recently, uh, on Rift I should say, and um, it's a it's a procedural horror game which I, I I love. But the thing I really liked this week is that I got to make a friend, and that friend's name was Frank. Uh, he was a big brutish fella, like a monster, and there's this serum that you can inject your enemies in, and then they become your pet. And oh, so you could take this wow. big brutish fella and just like wander right in uh, to like a, a, an area where you know, you know in Doom, you go into a certain corner and you're like, I know I'm about to spawn five bad guys. Like, I, this is not a good place to walk into. So I bring, bring my friend Frank in and Frank just clears the room. Doesn't matter, there's six other Franks that show up. Frank just fecks him up. So like that bit of the game, they've got so many great game design elements in this title. Um, and then I had my wife controlling the uh, controlling like the computer in the game and this isn't like she's playing like a a game independent of me on mobile it's not just an interface it's incentivizing her to either like um, if I take damage from from one of the enemies in the game that she can see on a 2D map because she's managed to distract me or distract the enemy or whatever she then gets upgrade points to be able to do more stuff again either helping or hindering me Mm. so it's like it's own independent challenge and I, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to write a very long letter with some ideas in it to the uh, to the devs who are UK based. But like that game really needs, for Twitch's sake and a few other platforms, needs to be opened up so that people can do that. Uh, yeah, because they've got support for up to eight uh, apps contributing, and yeah. even the player, you're not you're not like uh, you're not without uh, recourse. You can hack into the maps and upload a virus to their tablet that unsets all of oh. their progress. Hey. But wow. you can only do it one person at a time and it costs you time so like it's a really well i've never seen something engineered this well it's so interesting it's like this this game like everyone's like uh yeah you know gamepad man man but the fact that this multiplayer thing is in there makes it like has it has so much potential uh because how many how many titles use that you know that feature and And it's missing it it sounds interesting it's really it's really really uh it's really hurting the experience that they they don't have those two things addressed. If they could yeah. engineer touch control support so you don't have yeah. kind of HUD elements in your face and that you don't have fixed arms um, and that you're just using like a standard touch controller or index. Uh, yeah. And and if they were able to open up the multiplayer part to the to the to online audience. That yeah. that game will, will will sell oodles of copies. And I, and it's just on it's just on the edge. They just need to do that dev work. So hopefully team I think it's Spitfire. Please make yeah. those changes. Sounds like uh, Frank and, and Jeff would be really good mates. 
Okay. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff from Half-Life Alex. Well, they get, they get on real well. Real well. They'd be best buddies. Which Jeff from Half-Life Alex? I'm like wondering now. Jeff. The only Jeff. Oh, I thought Jeff from the, you know? No, no, no. That's a different Jeff. And, and we'll be talking different... more about him later. Oh, and also not PSVR Frank. This was a different Frank. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was so a different Frank. everyone now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So next up, this guy is back. Back with a vengeance. It's the one and only VR mad scientist. It's Rowdy VR. How are you doing? How's your life been? Because obviously you were away last week. What have you been up to? Yeah, exactly. Like I moved into the into the new place. Uh, so that's only been uh, last weekend that we uh, that we moved. Uh, so we had uh, an exploring trip at IKEA, and I would say that was probably the highlight of my week since. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen IKEA this, I mean, like this, and like like it is in a crisis right now. Uh, we we stood in line outside of IKEA for about forty five minutes oh, every God. day in order just to get in. Oh yeah. no, which was which was really insane. So they had like I have to say that they were very well prepared. So they brought out like umbrellas because of course we were having a heat wave as well here. Yesterday it was only like I think thirty six degrees uh, in Montreal. So it's, it's quite hot, but um, so they brought like umbrellas out so we could shield ourselves a little bit from the sun. And then uh, you would hand them back in as soon as you would get, go back in. They kept a two meter distance. So all in all, everything went rather smoothly and I didn't experience too many problems. But uh, it's, been a, it's been a very, very busy week for that. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, because yes. like um, for people that don't know, you moved halfway across the world to Canada then you were stuck yes. in quarantine. Then you had to wait for your wife to yes. come over, who was then stuck yes. in quarantine. And now you've eventually found a permanent residence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then now we have like a, a place to stay, and we we should be good for the for the time to come. <laughs> so how it. do you, how do you rate the uh, IKEA room escape experience, Rowdy? Uh, I would say a solid eight out of ten. <laughs> still, um, I mean, I really liked what they did with the bedrooms. Like, I was jumping on all, all of the beds and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was a really a fun time. Then I got escorted out of secure with security. I had to go stand back in line. You know, the general stuff. The know? question that everyone wants to know is, did you buy meatballs? Because that's like an essential oh. purchase whenever well, you go that, to IKEA. Yeah, I know. Right? I I wanted to because I hadn't eaten anything since in the morning, like I don't know, like seven seven a.m. or something. But because of this COVID nineteen crisis, all of the restaurants no. and everything that you can eat in no. IKEA is just closed. No. Really? So so even exactly, even yes. even that sweet deal of like that hot dog and that 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 that, nope, that ice cream there. and stuff, it's not, not there. there. Not there. I, we did find to we, we did manage to eat like a bar of chocolate at like six p.m. or something, God, which was wow. then our breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same time. Twenty twenty, wow. you've gone too far. Yeah, and then you yeah, of course had to take, assemble all this take furniture. Take away my meatballs. Assemble. <laughs> Did you play yeah. the VR experience up front, the IKEA, uh, you know, simulator before? Yeah, they you, actually uh, have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funny thing was, I was I was thinking about doing that, but then uh, uh, I decided not to. <laughs> Me and Navy oh. actually played that one together. Yeah, it's right? multiplayer. It's multiplayer. <laughs> Wait, there, there wasn't yeah. just one. There was a there was an earlier like kitchen fab from IKEA initially. Uh, ah, yeah, 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 what, yeah, yeah. So what is the one that you guys no, played? We played something else. I don't know. Is it what is it called? Uh, something furniture build. <sighs> I, Someone can remind anymore. us, but it's not not IKEA related necessarily. But you have no. a living room and you can spawn in like boxes and it's all physics oh, based. <laughs> oh, and it so, falls out and you start building without. So a do you mean wall. home improvisation? Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, that's, I think that's the one. one. Yeah, oh, it's, it's not. There is an idea. There's it's actually not like called home improvisation. It's called, it's called 
home improvisation, something like that. It's like, it's like with like the Swedish O, you know, oh, like the, yeah, the okay. little yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, icon yeah, yeah, on top yeah, yeah. of there. Yeah. Glad to have you, Wow. Back. Wow, yeah. Home improvisation. Hoony, hoony, moony, moony, moony. Glad to have you back on the show, Rowdy. <laughs> right. So my name is Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis, uh, host of the show. But before I get into what I play this week, let's find out what the chat have been up to. Yeah. Shout out to all those uh, Swedish people. You're awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you better shout them out now, Jesus, after all of that. <laughs> well, no, but seriously. Um, okay, so we have some games. Yes, we have Wato UK, who played many hours of Horizon Zero Dawn. That one is coming to PC, by the way. Not, yep. not VR though um, Some Elite Dangerous and Assetto Corsa Also been trying a lot of games out on my new Index uh, He says oh. Field of View on the Pimax is still king But the Index is superior Well you heard it here first folks um, Then we have Florian who played uh, uh, 11 uh, Table Tennis Jamie Cruz is hunting for a racing wheel Zim uh, To try Assetto Corsa um, so uh, he's not he's not playing it just yet, but hopefully soon. Do you have any quick recommendations of what he should get on a budget, or maybe if he's like yeah. super rich and wants to no, spend I think, it I all? Think there's a, there's a single uh, starting point for that, and that's uh, the G29 uh, is the easiest wheel. If just be aware that in the box you won't necessarily get the H shifter and pedals. So you need to kind of bolt on the H shifter if you're into that right. kind of thing. And for a set of Corsa, I'd say. Maybe driving some older cars that aren't just paddle shifted, so uh, splash for the H shifter. G27, it's a Logitech product. There you go. Okay. Um, and if you only have 20 bucks, just buy the, you know, the, the Wii uh, uh, Mario Kart wheel. No, just just uh, just use a, 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 an Xbox controller. Uh, yeah. It's not terrible. It's not a terrible experience. It's just you don't get the one-to-one sim of, you know, turning a, a car wheel, mm-hmm. which is a big difference, to be fair. Or what iIllusions would do, just tape a uh, you know Oculus controller to a steering wheel. Uh, that that <laughs> seems to also work. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, Drop, who uh, um, uh, would be playing more with his uh, Index, but it stopped working after less than ten minutes of using it. I don't know what happened, uh, but oh. uh, hope you can uh, get it fixed. Um, and then we have Oni Case, uh, who uh, did only one thing this week, and that is maintain the level of pain. Uh, in my tennis elbow from Echo VR. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. That, 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 the game requires a lot out of you, you know, if you want to be good at it anyway. Yep. Yeah. Nice. Some solid yeah. recommendations from the chat this week. Yeah. So um, my highlight this week, you might spot it in the background here, is um, playing around with this monstrosity. And this is the uh, the Virtual Boy. I don't know if you, any of you guys have ever played with one of these before, have you? That's a new Oculus product? <laughs> no, sadly not. This is the new Rift S. This is the new Rift S. Yeah. Um, no, this was this was Isn't um, that Pink uh, Eye Simulator. That's that's what they used to call it. Pretty much. You're not actually far wrong with that. Um, but yeah. So so Nathy, I think you've got one of these, right? Yeah. 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 So no, you played it's, with it's, one. It's it's really cool. It's uh, it's actually 3D. It is. It oh, is actually 3D. Yeah, sorry, you asked 3D. that question. Uh, yes, I have played with one of the Virtual Boys. Oh, you have. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, like, I bought one as a collector's item, um, but then kind of like got sort of into it and sort of learned more about it, and it's really got an interesting history. This headset and how it all started, and its monumental failure, which goes down as Nintendo's one of their biggest failures of all time. Um, but you know, I bought some games with it as well. Been playing some games with it, and uh, I'm also sort of in the process of making a video about it. Um, 
but yeah ultimately it's like if you've never tried one before it's basically like red and black monochrome display it is 3d stereoscopic so you do get that kind of like depth in some games um but ultimately it's a terrible headset <laughs> it's really really bad um the games are also pretty bad uh, it has a tiny field of view really low resolution display it will likely strain your eyes and give you a headache just playing the thing but despite all that, I do love this thing to bits. Uh, and I love it because it's just so unusual and random. And it was, mm. you know, it was made way back in 95. You know, it was one wow. of the first uh, stabs at a consumer VR headset. And it's completely standalone. So it was like the quest of its time, you know. Um, so it's quite unique in that sense. Um, so it's been an interesting one to kind of do some research around and play some games with. But I would say that if you're intrigued about this headset, and obviously they're quite hard to find nowadays, hence they're being sort of collector's mm. items, is that you can download the free uh, Virtual Boy Go emulator on both Oculus Go and Oculus Quest, and you can actually experience the game, the, the, like all the game library, I think it was 22 games launched in total, mm. but they're actually way better in a modern-day VR headset than they ever were on this thing because this, the, the, the stereo view is much, much better and the field of view is greater as well. So if you're mm. interested in this and, and sort of, you know, uh, want to check out some retro Virtual Boy games, check them out on the Oculus Quest or Go. But if you're interested in the history, um, I've got a video coming on Monday all about it. So that's kind of been my highlight uh, have, this week. I have to say, though, I have to say, they really didn't think that name through, did they? Nobody wants to be saying, I'm playing with my Virtual Boy. Mm. It's, it, it yeah. doesn't sound right. <laughs> it did have a, a code name VR32 um, whilst it was under development. Um, okay. And then the prototype that it was based on was called Private Eye, which is an even weirder name. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of glad they went with this. But um, the design, like, I, I really like the design. I, yeah. If someone would bring out, uh, uh, you know, a black uh, combination with red uh, headset, I, I, I would be interested. So mm. from the design perspective, I still think it's it's beautiful. Mm. Uh, it's as you said the experience is maybe not so uh, funny enough like uh, I once installed an emulator and showed it to David and it's still one of his highlights you know playing Wario uh, yeah. on his quest uh, because because the game it's still Nintendo so the games are not necessarily bad it's just the, the VR <laughs> experience is a, is a little odd um, and uh, as you said you know that emulator is, is way cheaper because those games are expensive some of them are not uh oh, but yeah. some of them are like hard to get um the virtual boys themselves are not that that hard to get because you can import them from japan and you can just get like new ones i think mine was brand new uh it was completely sealed so there are still ones out there but if you can get a european one or a us one yeah then you're you're in a different ball game but the the japanese oh. ones are you know everywhere um, but yeah, I think it's awesome. It's just that the commercials of the Virtual Boy were super weird. Like they, they have this one commercial where it becomes like a monster and it starts walking around like it's Star Wars or something. Uh, and it's it's super creepy. I don't know. Yeah. They spent so much money on that marketing campaign as well, like having done all the research into it. Um, but yeah, it's a super fascinating headset. I could talk oh, about yeah. it a long time. But yeah, I've got a video coming out on Monday if you want to learn a bit more about the history of this headset. But um, it's been fun to play around with. And then also the other highlight was that I got air conditioning installed finally here in the office. So it's super nice now uh, and cold. And hopefully when the weather sort of picks up a little bit, it'll be easier to work up in this space. So uh, I'm very grateful to be able to do that as well. So that's kind of been my two highlights of the week this week. Um, 
So let's dive into uh, the news. Although before we get into the news, I've got a bit of an announcement to make, and that is that we've got a quick update for the podcast. Um, so starting from this week, and, and maybe you, you, you've you known already if you've checked it, but um, uh, we'll no longer be uh, officially streaming on uh, big screen TV. Most of you tune into the show uh, on YouTube anyway, but there was a few dedicated people that would, uh, you know, jump into VR uh, and use the official F Reality Big Screen TV channel to watch the show. And we always really appreciated your support there because it's quite a, an interesting use case. Um, but moving forward, that won't be the case. Um, it's not all bad news, though, as if, you know, you, you want to watch the show in big screen, you can still create your own dedicated room and host the stream and then other people can join you and watch it with you if you want to do that um so you're welcome to do that if you want to um but yeah it's not going to be officially supported by big screen moving mm -hmm. forward um and it's been an interesting experiment for us and big screen trying it out as a new sort of platform to stream the show to and it's actually we've actually been doing it for a year this month actually so uh, it's been an interesting wow. experiment all around so i just wanted to say uh, a thank you to big screen for supporting us on their platform for the last year uh it's been great uh, but for for now we won't be uh, on there going forward so a little bit of an update for you there um first bit of news this week some awesome news and that is that ernest klein the writer of ready player one has a sequel book coming out later this year called surprise surprise ready player two <laughs> the um Original book, if you're not familiar with it or unaware of the Ready Player One story, I'll give you a bit of a synopsis, but the original book basically followed the story of Wade Watts, who was kind of like this unlikely hero who spends most of his days in like this freely accessible virtual world known as the Oasis. A bit like, a, you know, a Nathy, basically, you know, he, he was modeled on him, spends most of his time in VR, a bit antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, after the creator of the Oasis, a guy named James Halliday, sadly passes away, a competition begins to recover three keys and find an Easter egg hidden in the virtual world. And the cool thing is that the one that finds the egg will inherit an immense fortune, but also take complete control of the Oasis and what it does going forward as a platform. And of course, Wade Watts is up against this uh, evil corporation known as IOI, who create the virtual reality hardware to access the Oasis and want to take full control of it themselves and monetize who make, it. Who make Catwalk see uh, treadmills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, that is sort of the rough synopsis of Ready Player One. Uh, obviously, it started life as a book first. Um, have you guys read the book or have you only enjoyed the movie? I've only enjoyed the movie. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The book was, uh, the book was good. Um, it, it, I think that... Uh, the film doesn't like it. They're, they're forks, you know. That like it. The film and the book are as as uh, separated as I would say the Lord of the Rings are. You know, yeah. like if you if you know the Lord of the Rings book, the detail it goes into, and then you compare it to the films. As long as they are, I would say that um, Ready Player One, the, the film, really dumbs it down. And it does. I, would, I, th I think that the uh, the nostalgic bits uh, that the author really pulls up. Um, really resound in the book whereas in the film there's a couple of small bits like that and yeah. and some you know old like spielberg references and stuff in there as well but mm -hmm. yeah all in all it didn't give me the same kind of buzzing feeling as the book did so the, the, this is great yeah. news yeah the movie uh I, I watched it a couple of times but the movie is 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 like this 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 explosion of different colors it's very busy like if you don't have an empty mind and you watch it then you're gonna be so screwed because it's it's like all over the place goes real fast there's so much to see if 
you could better watch it on a tiny screen to kind of get an overview of what it's like than to go to the cinema because you're like, oh, wait, wait, what's in that corner? What's over there? And things like that. I thought that the movie was fun, but as you said, like, you know, it was like the short version. I thought like the romantic story, for example, was like, like okay, let's just kind of make mm. that happen, done, and it's all. So I hope that, um, yeah, the book, first of all, is going to do well because usually the book is the you know the, the the kickoff i don't know if they would do a second movie i don't know did it do very well it did pretty well um i think they, they spent well. yeah. they spent about 180 uh million dollars on it and they got back about 500 and something yeah, odd correct. so it did pretty well it was a good commercial success it's not, it's not necessarily a movie that a lot of people like know of mm. uh but it did you know do well it's just, it's just not that it became a well i'm not saying cult classic it's, it's a bit of a big word but yeah uh, if i if i talk about ready player one outside it's not like uh, you know the matrix or back yeah. to the future or um, yeah wait, wait a second there mean. wasn't a matrix book right there's no matrix book no there's no matrix book no, <laughs> okay I, no. my heart um, nearly fell out of my chest but you're right, you know, the original book did incredibly well uh, when it originally released, and that was way back in 2011. Uh, it hit the number one spot on the New York Times bestsellers list and remained on that list for over 100 weeks, which is pretty uh, impressive. And of course, like you said, it was adapted to a film which was directed by Steven Spielberg. And like you said, I enjoyed the movie, but the book has way more in it, of course, because it's just a book. Um, and I would definitely recommend you check the book out if you haven't already and you enjoyed the film, because I think it would add so much more to it you know the the uh, the story for you but also if you're not really into books which i'm not really into books either but um there is an amazing audiobook of ready player one it's uh, narrated by will wheaton uh and uh, i'd highly highly recommend that if you're not really interested in sitting there reading it just listening to him talk about it is uh, is amazing and he he really makes some of the best parts of the book super mm -hmm. super exciting to listen to so i'd, I'd really recommend that um, I'm gonna be honest though that I'm a I'm a little bit on the other end of the spectrum. I think, um, of course, I haven't read the book, so I can't speak for that. Mm. But at the same time, I'm I'm a little bit wondering: is is the world kind of waiting for like a second book of this? Um, because I kind of like I mean I I know the global story. I don't I don't know the details, but I do feel like the story in the book ended as well. It, it's kind of it's kind of done. Like, where's it gonna and go it, next? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. I, and, and I don't know if they can rely again, like, because of course, a large part of that book is like, like you guys said as well, like it's the, the feeling of nostalgia that you get when you're reading this. Mm. And I don't know if you can, like, reiterate that in a second version but, uh, I, again, I, I, especially I, now the space between them is not like decades apart. But I, I think I think the reason why he wrote a second book is because he has a community that wants to, you know, read more. It's it's for this core, you know, it's the same with where Harry Potter once started. Uh, yeah, it, it, I, that's why think, it's there. It's not for the for the majority, I would say. But the difference I would say is with Harry Potter is that it, it didn't end with Ready Player One, yeah, but the story there ended. I think what you're saying, Rowdy, if I'm catching you, is like, you know, there's a very specific start and finish almost like a board game and at yeah. the end of that then what's the author going to focus on i would imagine it would be to, to answer that question what happens after the hands of the, the yeah. you know the, the key to the oasis gets handed over to wade like and is he going to you know is he going to get corrupted by power or you know what's the love loop going to look like mm. what's his friend circle because i'd still be interested mm. in seeing where those relationships go but i agree with you that is it going to pack as much of a punch 
You know, yeah. and if so, how's it gonna? How's that story gonna it, end? It depends. It depends on how you spin it. You know, uh, and I think Ernest, like everyone knows this guy from Ready Player One, so for him it's smart to make another book so he can continue, you know, doing what he likes to do. Uh, he could also just make something totally random, but will people then read it? You know, like Ready Player One already has the name, so why not use that? But yes, you could completely, you know, screw up a story. Uh, or you could, um, you know, uh, make something good out of it. Um, mm. That's the question. It depends on how good he's at writing, right? And uh, I think the, the interesting thing is that back in 2011, when the original book released, a lot of this technology was a bit of a pipe dream, whereas yeah. now is more of a reality. You know, we have haptic gloves, we have haptic suits, we have treadmills, we have VR headsets, we have oasis-like worlds, like with VR chat and stuff like that. So it'll be There's interesting to see. There's even a YouTube channel called that way, right? There is For even a YouTube Oasis? channel called Oasis. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he can project, you know, what happens even further into the future going forward, or whether it will still remain in that kind of timeline. Yeah. Uh, of course, we don't know any details about the storyline of the next book, um, but it's going to be launching on the 24th of November later this year. So... Um, I love the point you made there because I can just imagine I was going, shit, now I got to do my homework, you know, (laughs) on the VR headsets that I can't just make this shit up anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's also funny. There was like this video on, on the Oculus channel where Palmer and, and Ernest and also some, some other people, they were like signing the books mm. while they were still working on the VR stuff. So oh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not that long ago, um, no, but now it's and, more real. Yeah. And talking about a second movie, um, a lot of the original cast I read up today were actually contracted, uh, contracted, oh, I can't even say it. Contracted? all future movies um whether they were going to be released or not so um you know that's a good thing it's, if there's going to be a second movie it's going to be the same cast which is great all future movies you know Jeez, what was, that's some shackles you know what was weird like after ready player one i watched uh, um one of the star wars movies and then sorrento popped up i'm like wait oh yeah yeah uh, is it which movie is it it's like the standalone one uh it's where they Star Wars. Uh, do something with the Death Star. I don't know. Uh, I forgot the one. He's in there. Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. Okay. Uh, that's where he's in, right at the start. I think. Yeah. He's like a bad guy. He's always mm. a bad guy. Some people are always, you know, the bad guy. So wait, you're <laughs> saying Ernest Klein is a bad guy? I lost this. Yeah. So what Ernest Klein <laughs> plays in. No, no. It was like the guy who played Sorrento, the actor. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so yeah, okay. that is uh, Ready Player Two coming out uh, as a book in November late this year. Potentially a future film will be in production, but we don't know yet for sure. So that is that. Next bit of news this week is about Superhot. This breaks my heart. The Superhot team are releasing a new game called Superhot Mind Control Delete. But sadly, this new game won't be supporting VR at launch. What? Yeah, I know. It's it's tragic. (laughs) Um, The Superhot devs explain all the details in their launch trailer, which no doubt we're going to be playing now or very shortly. And at the end of the trailer, they've got some super fast scrolling text at the end, which kind of uh, explained a lot of stuff around this new game. And I was able to slow it down in Premiere and sort of sort of write it all down so, so I can kind of read it out for you. Before you dive deeper down the rabbit hole, someone says you should pronounce super hot the way it should be pronounced. Super hot. <laughs> there you go. Spot um, on, Mike. Well so, done. Well done. You <laughs> practice on that. I'm, I'm telling you, before the podcast, yeah. before it came on. It's like one of my favorite games. Worse. It's like one of my favorite VR games. Um, so this is what they said. This is what they explained in the trailer. So Mind Control Delete is a standalone game set in the world of Superhot. 
Uh, events depicted in this game might connect to those from Superhot, but knowledge of the game is not required, though it might be beneficial for the user. Mind Control Delete started out as a free standalone expansion to Superhot, uh, not to be confused with Superhot VR, as it is an entirely different entity. Its aim was to give more of the Superhot experience to people who already bought it. Mind Control Delete was in development for the past three years, becoming its own thing, a game bigger and bolder than its predecessor. The scope changed, but the conviction to give it away for free to owners of Superhot stayed the same. Superhot Mind Control Delete will be giving away will be giving away for free to everyone who acquired Superhot, not the VR version, uh, before the 16th of July 2020 on Steam, GOG, or on PS4. Mm. So basically, it's like a standalone game um, that you get free if you already bought Superhot, apart from the yep. VR version. Yep. Um, and it will just turn up in your library around the 16th of July, which is mm. next week. Um, what do you guys think of this? Because personally, I can't imagine playing a super hot game without VR. Um, I don't know about we, you guys. We, did you, did I, you ever... I, I think I think it's like from one side, I think it's understandable because, of course, like it started out as a regular game, mm-hmm. um, but the success it's had on the virtual reality platform is, I think, uh, astonishing. And I think it's a little bit of a mistake to not release that as a, as a VR mode as well, especially because it feels so natural. Um, to be playing super hot in VR. It's kind of like the game was made for it, even though it isn't, which is kind of crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's a bit of a shame, especially seeing like the response from the community and the, the VR community regarding that specific game. I, I, th- I think we should just hate on it because Pancake sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, no, but it's uh, like, seriously, uh, I, I think they're just not ready to uh, to announce this yet. Uh, yeah, they have I, like they, they have concrete plans. It's not like they're stupid. They make a lot of money on the pancake version, but they also make a lot of money on the VR one. And I'm sure they're working on it. But if they would have announced it now, then the VR community is constantly knocking on their on their studio's door and be like, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? And eh, what are you going to do? You know, so it's like they're just waiting and just. Yeah, I, I would like to think that it will also get VR support eventually. And obviously a lot of the people from the community have been asking about it because like you say, VR, you know, Super Hot VR is one of the most popular VR games uh, released so far and it did super well on the Quest as yeah. well. But it, um, it, it's funny too, like they, they, they post this on Twitter and then this whole timeline on my end is like all these sad people like, hey, well, you know VR, you it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like everyone I know is like, oh, why, why, why? It's it's great. I love that stuff. It's because Keep we it love up. the game so much. Yeah, of course. It's great. It's great. I, I kind of feel like it's going to go the way that uh, Subnautica went. You know, uh, similarly, like Super Hot, right when they started, if I'm if my memory is correct, um, you know, they they started and then branched to support VR, and VR did take off, and it was like really really well done, obviously. We've played several builds of that game. Um, like, for instance, the original, we first got our taster of the quest and had that lovely uh, mm. serpentine uh, room demonstration on the floor of OC5. Um, so I, I've, I also really like the title, uh, but I can totally understand why they're funneling in that direction. And I would maybe expect it not to come to VR um, because okay. of the comments that they've made, just just in, in terms of how they laid it out there and that... Uh, fast-flung text at the end of the the trailer. So yeah, and they did they, actually they respond. Eat. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they like I, that's that's the one perspective I have on it is you know, devs need to eat. You need to yeah. have your breadwinner so that you can do the fun projects you want to do. Or and, 
Maybe they have bigger plans than just making a sequel or you know adopting this and porting it to VR. So yeah, or they are they can't just say anything yet because Facebook is planning to buy them and then they're gonna announce. It. <laughs> Could be a possibility yeah. at this point. Nobody so, knows. Like you exactly, know. they can buy everything. So yeah. yeah, but it's interesting. Obviously, a lot of people asked about it uh, VR support and they did reply on Twitter and said no plans for VR at this time. You'll know if and when that changes. Why do they hate um, VR so much? <laughs> Yeah, I do find that. I'm not gonna lie. I find that a weird response. Like, why? Why be so resolute in saying like no plans yeah. at this moment? Like, if they have like no plans means no plans, right? If mm -hmm. they if they're working on it, they could at yeah, least but, say you know we're considering in the future yeah. for adding VR. Yeah, but Rowdy, that's a marketing strategy because now you're like, oh, it's not coming. I'm shit, 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 and then suddenly it's coming. It's like, whoa, whoa, look at this, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, so it's it can also just be a trick to make you even yeah. more excited in the end. Some of the lucky charms this morning, that's all I'm going to say here. Yeah. It's interesting because like, I remember being at OC6, yeah, the one last time, um, and I met the, the Superhot team, and you know, like, Superhot is one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of the it's first a, games I ever tried with like motion controllers, so yeah, kind of got yeah. a special place in my heart. Polish, Polish company? Oh, I can't even remember now, sorry, but um, I, so. I met sorry, them. What, what are you trying to do? I said, like, it was Polish. A, is it a Polish company? Super, I can't, oh, jeez, I, geez, I yeah, can't I don't remember. remember. Um, but I remember approaching the team and was just like, I'm super, I'm like a super fan of Super I'm Hot. I'm super hot about <laughs> um, this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when are you going to make a sequel? Like, you know, I want a sequel. And they were just like, Did you suggest like, that you call it super cool? Who is this guy? Super cold. That was my, that was oh, my so cold. Oh, so cold. that's, that's what I saw. I saw like Mike, you know, uh, like holding on to someone's like, uh, you know, uh, feet, feet and like, uh, please give me, give me, give they me. They were kicking uh, me away. Kicking yeah, me away. Okay. So that's yeah. so actually it's. Like for, for the record, just so everybody knows that who listen to this podcast, My fault. it's Mike's fault <laughs> that we're not getting VR support for this game. Yeah, you can get <laughs> that on me. Um, so yeah, that is super hot. Uh, Mind Control Delete coming out next week, uh, but is a standalone game. You'll get it free if you own the original super hot, not the VR version. Um, but yeah, hopefully yeah. we'll get VR support yeah. in the future well, because who, who cares? Know. Who cares? Next, you're wearing a super hot <laughs> T-shirt, Nathan. You, you <laughs> <laughs> I love how more concerned about this. Yeah. Super uh. hot. <laughs> right. So that is super hot. You did a T very well, Mike. You did hot. a T very well. Yeah. <laughs> Next bit of news this week is about Jeff Keeley from <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. This, this is this is where Nathy's messed me up because he's put the other Jeff in my mind. <laughs> Jeff. So basically Wait, Jeff is Wait, what, what? Which Jeff? Monster okay. Jeff? Okay. Jeff yeah. Keeley, the guy who does the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. He's released the final hours of Half-Life Alex on Steam this week. Not to be confused with Jeff in Half-Life Alex. So this but is what DLC? Is, what, is, what the hell? But what is that Jeff doing then? The other Jeff? He's he's too busy uh, sniffing people out and making okay. making smells. Okay. And okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Right, back on track. So, the final hours for Half-Life Alex released on Steam this week. If you're not familiar with what the final hours is, uh, it's basically like a documentary. Uh, and, and, Je and Jeff Keighley has, uh, has done these pr with previous games, like the original Half-Life, for example. Uh, and the, the, final hour, the final hours for Half-Life Alex is a 25,000-word multimedia experience that gives readers an unprecedented and unvarnished look at the past decade inside Valve. Now... Valve is a super mysterious company. We all know this. Um, so to kind of get this access and insight into their world is super, super fascinating from my point of view. Some people might find this super boring, but for me, I find it really, really interesting. Um, 
And basically you get like, um, uh, you know, insights into cancelled projects, never seen before, images, photos and video. Uh, it also dissects the Valve's creative process and candidly explores the development history of Half-Life Alex as well and how it came to be. And I think if you're a super fan of Half-Life and Half-Life Alex, you'll get a lot out of this, you know, reading through it. Um, I certainly have so far. I've read probably three or four chapters. I don't know if you guys have picked this one up and started reading it already. No, not yet. But it's so. So what you're saying, it's like uh, you know, you get a behind-the-scenes look. You get uh, insights in storyboards into how things have been, you know, written up, uh, concept art, uh, stories from the employees, etc. Because yeah. usually on Steam you play games, yes. but now you buy like an interactive book, book in a yeah. way. Yeah, no. yeah I've it, never heard of that before. No, on it's Steam. To very see something uh, like right? like that pop up on the on the Steam store. <laughs> I, 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 I also don't know if I'm that interested in in a written format of that. I, mm. I, I'm probably more interested in like video material yep. rather than a written format, but that might just be me. Have you guys ever come across like the developer commentary in the two Left 4 Dead games, for instance, is really interesting where they take you through all the characters. There's like walking talking points. It's like a walking tour, but inside the game engine. Mm -hmm. So I look at it kind of from that lens of, of an exploration of the story behind obviously the game but i, I was kind of wanting that in in alex i don't know I, I, yeah you know we, we talk way too much about alex but uh you know you can't ignore this news i, th I think on, on on one side you know reading something uh kind of you know um sparks your own imagination and on a video you you directly have like a visual visualization of what it looks like true um, but it, it, it's it's like i haven't um, you know gotten into it yet but what i've heard it's like you know they they have been testing out so many things before they started with have life alex a lot of uh, uh, plans they had for other, you know, levels, missions, yeah. etc. didn't make it. So it's like they made way more, but that's good because that's what they can use as research to, you know, build a proper game. And m some of that stuff might come back in the next uh, Half-Life uh, game. Yeah. So like, like I said, I've read like three or four chapters so far. And to give you some like little snippets of information that I've sort of gleaned so far is that, you know, um, they were working on a, an unreleased VR headset you know, just prior to the Vive dropping, because obviously, you know, Valve were heavily involved in in creating that prototype and basically creating, you know, um, a standard for then uh, HTC to make that headset, which ended up being the Vive. Um, and their unreleased uh, headset was codenamed Vader. Um, and then a lot of aspects of the Vader prototype ended up becoming the Valve Index, I mean, um, the Valve Index, yeah, like the off-ear audio design and stuff like that. That was mm -hmm. initially part of the Vader prototype. Um, you also get insights into um, Half-Life Episode 3 um, and why that never came to be, and, and also Left for Dead 3 as well. They also talk about that because uh, these uh, 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 uh. projects were actually being worked on at one point, and they, they speak openly about it. And, and the main issue um, from what I can glean so far is that it was the Source 2 engine that was the biggest problem and also the the structure of Valve because I don't know if you've ever known about or heard about this, but basically Valve have this kind of open employee handbook which basically states yeah. that no one in Valve is like a boss. Like they don't have a hierarchy. Everyone can just work on whatever they want to work on. It's like a kind of free-for-all. And the problem like was... like rolling desks, right? They yeah, like exactly. Desks and you could just like roll to another yep. kind of... Uh, work on whatever you want to work on. <laughs> And the problem was it became so fractured and there were all these different projects like being worked on and Source 2 Engine was like the kind of 
engine that was underpinning all this work. And ultimately that didn't support all this work going on. And that's why it all ended up crumbling. And then a lot of projects like Episode 3, uh, Left, Left 4 Dead 3, kind of got scrapped. Um, and then it, it took so long for them to sort out the Source 2 engine. But by that time, it was kind of like, is it even worth going back at this point? Um, so it's been super interesting reading so far. Obviously, I haven't got that far into it, but I'm sure there's going to be more to it. But um, they've also got some really interesting stuff in there, like a head crab sound mixer board. <laughs> so you can create your own head crab sound effects, um, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> Why anyone would want that, I don't know, but I do. Oh, come um, on, come on. You know Nathie would use this in a heartbeat. Like, he'd like, be on that yeah, sound mixer all, board all, all day. Don't like, give him any ideas, Mike. Like, stop it. All, all, I, can, all I can think of is like, uh, like this, like... Uh, the Alex Vance <laughs> sustenance. <laughs> so you can make so you can make the sustenance. You can make music with the sustenance. But yeah, okay. I think it's just head crab sounds. To be honest, <laughs> someone's gonna remake that style for sure. I would imagine so. Um, it's interesting. Someone in the chat mentioned Tyler McVicker, and it's kind of like interesting because when you read it, you kind of realize that it kind of rebuts like the, the, the last 200 videos that he's made on his channel because they actually <laughs> tell you exactly what's going on and these projects are scrapped, whereas, you know, wow. he's very optimistic, bless his heart. Um, but yeah, you know, it, they've also got um, an interactive 3D tour around the Valve office. So if you've ever wondered what their Seattle office looks like, you can mm -hmm. see it from a top-down isometric view, or you can yeah. even zoom into sort of ground level and, and walk around the desks and see what's going on on the desk, which well, when, I found really interesting. When, when can we see Gabe Newell's office in Washington? You know, I want to have a 3D scan of that and just, you know... Yeah, well, live there. You That's know? where you're going to live from now on in in the I Matrix. <laughs> I thought it like I saw a snapshot land on uh, from from the book that was released that was of uh, an abandoned Left 4 Dead three level that apparently yes. had been tested out. And I looked at it and I went, "Damn, that is so legitimate." Um, and it definitely it 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 hurts to see that kind of stuff now landing because, <laughs> well, the truth hurts, right? And uh, I the, but the, but to be honest, looking at it from a 2019 2020 lens, like. I'm so glad that we got like Saints and Sinners because it certainly helped, you know, me mm. kind of get ready for Alex and yeah, for the Jim, disappointment Jim. that we got in December where they're like, nope, sorry, there's yeah, nothing in the pipeline right now. Yeah. Zim, just, Zim, just, just close your eyes for a moment and, and think about, you know, Left 4 Dead 3, VR only co-op with four people. All yeah. kinds of characters, all kinds of zombies, new weapons, new story, everything. But hang on, hang yeah, on. Not. We're not we're not done yet. Like this week, there was there was news about Back for Blood that dropped, which is actually by the people who were Turtle, involved. Or, Turtle, you know, Turtle Rock, Rock yeah. yeah, Turtle Rock. Um, and and that looks like we're going to get a trailer very soon. They were doing a, a teaser from that trailer. Uh, so look, keep the eyes out. Black, Back for Blood yeah. is a very aptly named. A spiritual successor to Left 4 Dead, and although there might not be Left 4 Dead um, VR, let's say in the pipeline, uh, maybe the friendly modding community will will upscale for uh, from Back for Blood. Who knows? So there's still options out there. Yeah. Or or like I have a theory. Maybe maybe Jeff is actually they put the wrong monster in there, and Jeff is a zombie from Left 4 Dead 3. <laughs> Conspiracy maybe. theory, Nathy with his tinfoil hat on. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so yeah, that, that is uh, the final hours of Half-Life, Alex. Uh, if you're interested in it, it's $9.99 in US dollars, £7.19 in British pounds, available right now on Steam. Like I said, if you're interested in Valve, you know, the history of Valve, them making games, Half-Life, Half-Life, Alex, 
I, really interesting I want more, to get I want more of this stuff, you know? I want to see that yeah. from Lone Echo. I want to see that from Bioshock. I want to see that from so many games. I think this is something cool that I want to see more on Steam. Yeah. So there you go. That is uh, that. Next bit of news this week is the pre-orders for the HP Reverb G2 have opened up. So any of you guys going to be pre-ordering this? I had a look, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, though. So the, the G2, when you say they have been opening up, like I think the US can buy and, and the UK only recently can buy. I mean... You can pre-order in the UK at the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely looked at it from the sim racing side because the, the, yeah. the panel is really attractive from, from that side. But um, $600, yeah. you know, equivalently or whatever we would have to pay for it, I not right now. Not okay. right now. I like Fair the enough. look of it though. I think I think it looks really great. Uh, just the form factor of it. It looks very compact as well, which I like in a headset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the look of it. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you're not familiar with the HP Reverb G2, I can kind of summarize the details of this headset because it is an interesting one. I think um, it is a Windows mixed reality headset from HP, uh, made in collaboration with both Microsoft and Valve. So Valve were on board with this headset. Uh, it's got deep integration in Steam VR, so it's going to work straight off the bat. Um, but the main selling point, like Zim mentioned, is its high-resolution displays, which it has uh, two 2160 by 2160 pixels per eye LCD panels, which run at 90 hertz with 114-degree field of view, making it one of the most pixel-dense uh, displays in a headset on the market right now, which is kind of its main selling point. Um, but it will also come with a newly designed head strap using uh, soft materials from the Valve Index, and will also have the amazing off-audio uh, headphones that are on the Valve Index as well, so you're going to get yeah, some really yeah, yeah. amazing audio in this headset. Hang on, wait, wait, sorry. I know they had a a, a place in the engineering of those, but are they the same? Exactly yes. the same. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's definitely a selling point. Yep. Exactly the same. No, the the not... microphones aren't the same. That's, no, that's one point yeah. to notice because the microphones on the Valve Index are also <sighs> amazing. Yeah. Um, but it should be noted they're not the same on the on the HP Reverb G2. Um, the headset will also feature four inside-out tracking cameras, which is an upgrade over the previous two tracking cameras on Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Uh, it will have newly designed controllers with thumbsticks to provide more controller parity with what Oculus and Valve are offering. Uh, and on paper, you know, this headset looks pretty great, to be honest. Um, but what we've got to be careful of is that this has happened before mm. with the HTC Vive Cosmos. Um, so I think it'd be wise... Uh, to wait until more people get hands-on experience with this headset before pre-ordering. Uh, obviously, we know that Sebastian Ang from Mixed Reality TV has early access to like a kind of a pre-production model of this headset. So it didn't have like retail packaging or anything like that. And it's mm. kind of a bit rough around the edges, but you still, you know, from what you've seen so far, gave it a glowing review. So maybe yeah. if you're interested in this headset, go and check out his videos. Um, but the one thing I was concerned about that he didn't address in any of the videos that I've seen so far is the controller battery life. Because <laughs> Windows MR uses light tracking, same as the Cosmos, actually. Uh, and it uses two AA batteries in each controller. And yeah. these generally last in intensive gaming sessions up to four to five hours before they need to get replaced. So you're either going to have to remortgage your house for batteries or invest in some decent rechargeables. 
I, uh, I I think I think what you're saying uh, makes makes a lot of sense. I also think that you know we have we have been talking about pre-ordering before. You pre-order something, you have no idea if it's going to be good or not. Uh, the, the finalized version. Um, but next to that, if you wait out and you wait out the reviews uh, and you get like different perspectives, because for example, Sebastian is a uh, mixed reality focused uh, channel or was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in the name. Um, but well, you know, for example, Mike comes from a total different you know perspective with his but then you also have people who come from the playstation vr for example so it's good to always kind of you know watch like four or five videos of different angles and then decide if you want to buy it um but yes no i think that's uh yeah sounds sounds like a plan one thing i wanted to just mention because a lot of people uh fall into the the hole of um, believing that the headset is doing any of the processing and it's like if you got a higher resolution that's coming off your graphics card so think mm-hmm. about the scalability of your your your, your own PC that you're driving mm-hmm. this with. Um, if you're already on knife edge with your current specs and you go upgrading resolution, you're gonna have to knock some stuff back in order to don't enjoy that. Don't get the Pimax 16K then, or uh, what, yeah. what number are we on now? <laughs> 8KX, <laughs> I, I think, is the highest spec at the moment. Artisan something. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. You know, you're going to need a powerful machine. Ideally, you want a, like a 2080i, you know, because if you're sinking, you know, into the high end, like like Zim rightly says, you really need the hardware to power it. Um, the HP Reverb G2 is priced at 525 British pounds or 599 US dollars. And if you pre-order now, it'll be shipping to customers in the fall. So uh, pre-orders yeah. are open now. But like we say, you know, pre-ordering, I don't know, it's difficult. If you really, really it want it that bad... You know, your sim racer, for example, maybe, but for our advice, I think, across the board is wait. If it, was, if it was the first headset to release, then I would say maybe, yeah, because, you know, you want to be, you know, the first to be playing with a headset, maybe. But since there's already so many options available, I don't see the sense in pre-ordering a headset anymore, yeah. unless it comes with some kind it's- of incredibly new feature and resolution it's just a risk it's just a risk that you're queuing up in a way where you have to wait another two months but you know same as my bike you know that i that i now bought it's like i'm just waiting it out see what the dates are and in the end i'm just a month later but at Mm. least i'm I'm certain now that i will get it at a certain date well if you really pre-order early you have no clue you have no clue Mm. when they are going to arrive at your doorstep so I would still say just wait it out, see what people say, because with headsets too, same with the Valve Index, it had some issues when it arrived, no one knew about, uh, and, and also in the long term, headsets seem to uh, have certain issues, so I, yeah, I don't know, be careful, because yeah. it's a lot of money, and you can only spend your money once. Yeah, although, like, you know, personally, I am very interested in this headset, I think it could oh, replace yeah. um, the Rift S uh, in, in my setup uh, going forward. And, 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 and the Vive <laughs> Cosmos and the Cosmos. Yeah, I don't use that headset anyway. But you know, I, I tend to use the Rift S. I use the uh, the Index and I use the Quest. Um, but I think you know this headset with its features, uh, it could probably trump uh, the Rift S, even though it is two hundred bucks more expensive. So yeah, Dude, those those speakers bit. do it, man. Those speakers do yeah. it. The, the audio <laughs> is like oh, it's 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 orgasmic. Just having that that package together, I think, in a cohesive unit is of value. Um, in your in your thought, Mike, would you be using this uh, even in you know room scale standing stuff, or would this be a seated kind of display based driver for you? Um, no, like for all for all experiences really, and um, you know because Windows Mixed Reality works with Revive, you know you can play Oculus titles with this headset, and because the controller layout is exactly the same as a touch controller, 
it could be a really nice little upgrade uh, for as an Oculus headset. You know, that's the way I would dub so, it. You know, wait, 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 wait. So you're you're willing to uh, just put new batteries into your controller every freaking time when you play, or is it just if you because you base this on your own play sessions? And I mean, usually you don't play as far as I know for like five hours straight. So no, is it kind of like are you looking at it that way, or is it like mm, okay, I play this and I play that, and this is what I'm gonna yeah. do in the future? I, I, I would just use it as a replacement for the Rift S, basically. Um, I've I already invested in like inner loops, uh, Pan Panasonic inner loops, uh, rechargeable <laughs> batteries. I think they're the best on the market right now. Um, so yeah, you know, you, 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 pan, yeah. again, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> I, I love I love inner loop myself. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think you know burning through batteries quickly is my biggest concern right now. And I think from what they've said so far. The battery uh, life will be the same as previous Windows MR headsets. Well, what, what is acceptable for you? Where you're like, okay, this yeah. is, might still be short, but it's enough. I, I can deal with that. I, I just love like the Rift S and Quest battery life. It's a single it's like, AA uh, battery, and they they last for like a week or two but, weeks. But there's another aspect of that, and I was wondering if if you considered it, like having two AA batteries in a controller per hand is a fair bit weightier than a single. Yeah. Yeah, uh, double A battery, and for me, that part of the—I know Rowdy talked about the form factor or the design of the headset, but of everything in that package, the the controllers are the reason that would stop me. Like, yeah. If, yeah. if if it shipped with touch controllers, I'd buy it tomorrow. Yeah, as I, as I, like I, I said that before, like if there was like lighthouse tracking, that would have been amazing. Uh, maybe yeah. just with the Vive Cosmos, they they proved that you can make an extender to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, that would also mean you could make it wireless, but uh, yeah, like the controllers for me are the only thing that I'm yeah not so into. But HP has clearly said that with the first one they sold, they saw that the sim community was very appreciating that that headset they made, and that's what it's mainly also focused on on the gamer who likes to fly planes, spaceships, and stuff like that. Yeah, and also one thing I would like to say is if you have an Oculus library mainly. Um, I still think that the best option for you will likely be an Oculus headset, even though Revive is great and I love it. But out of the box, like when the game releases, it will not always have full support and mm -hmm. there will always be some kind of issues. I remember when Lone Echo came out and I really couldn't wait to play that game. I only had the HC Vive. Uh, and when I played it, of course, it's been updated now, probably like a lot of a ton of updates have been happened to Revive as well. Um, but the it doesn't always work as perfect as you would like it to, um, which might be a, a stopping factor for some people as well who are mm. having only an Oculus. On, 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 the, on the other side, like Oculus hasn't really produced many uh, PC VR titles. So uh, it's not like there is that you can bet on any platform right now. Uh, mm. uh, and, and I think that Revive works I think is going to work great with those controllers because they're identical too. Exactly. Um, and uh, but it's not like you really need Oculus Home anymore to have no, a, a no, library of sure. games because, as I said, they're not really investing. You have seen it with the Oculus Rift S. If the Oculus Rift S would have been an extremely popular headset, then yes, you should be using Revive to play all of those games. But there's not much there. I mean, yeah, Medal of Honor and Lone Echo. Uh, Two and maybe some others, but it's not major, you know. Mm. Uh, so I don't so, think that that should be the the reason why you. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, good points. Yeah. Good points all around. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested in this headset nevertheless. Um, shipping in the fall. Pre-orders are open now. If you want to take the risk, yeah. but we would say wait a little bit longer for some more hands-on reviews. Yes. HP Reverb G2.
So next bit of news is about Rockstar. I love talking about Rockstar. Wow. Uh, because apparently they're working on a new AAA VR game. Now, this news kind of came from a post on LinkedIn advertising job opportunities for programmers, game designers, and animators to join a company called Video Game Deluxe based in Sydney. Now, Video Game Deluxe are the developers responsible for the VR version of Rockstar's L.A. Noir, which was called L.A. Noir, the VR case files. And in this kind of job listing, it stated, having finished the critically well-received L.A. Noir, the VR case files, we are now gearing up for a new project, a AAA open world title in VR for Rockstar. 2020 marks our seventh year of working exclusively for Rockstar in Sydney, and we're excited to be taking on this groundbreaking project. Now, of course, this was spotted by some eagle-eyed people and then posted to Reddit, which then got shared throughout the VR community. Um, since then, this post has been edited and removed. Uh, oh. You know, well, specifically the part that says a AAA open world title for VR for Rockstar uh, has been removed, but the rest of the the, the listing is there. Um, but it obviously opened up uh, the speculation as to what this game could be. So if you were to take a guess... What would you maybe want it to be, and what do you think it would be? And anyone can throw their hat in the ring first. Well, there are so many titles to pick from, right? We have yeah. we have all the GTAs. Yep. If I could pick a GTA, I would love to see the next one being Vice City, and then with some VR support and experience, whatever. Could also be Max Payne, in mm. in, in collaboration with Remedy, uh, Bully. Uh, mm. What else do we have? Manhunt. Jim. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that one. Um, Manhunt um, was was good. Was good. Did did uh, you guys play Manhunt? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was banned in a lot of countries, wasn't it? Yeah. It's 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 fun. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. And it's, it's funny because like it really, um, it really brings us back to that conversation we had in the beginning about like how VR games shape us as human beings. Yeah. We, we all know what happened with Zim. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and 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 then one that I should not forget: Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, of course. That that's the one that with the, I think with the assets that they must have collected in fabricating the second game that excites me the most. Maybe even like having played GTA Five only a month ago or whatever um, in VR for the first time, and at all for the first time. I think that city is really awesome. But because they've been beating that freaking horse to death for ten years, I think that um, maybe not ten years, but. Uh. I do think the Red Dead Redemption is the one that would excite me the most because I haven't played either of those games because they came out <clears throat> kind of in tandem with my VR obsession and I haven't had the opportunity. I'd love for that to come. So so the, the it, L.A. Noir, the case files was, it was like a part of the game, right? It was not a full game. Exactly. So, were just cases, playing. Yeah. so, so it, let's say if they would use that, you know, and they do the same thing again, mm. it could be that Red Dead, you know, they pick a couple of missions, maybe the train heist uh, or something else. They kind of, you know, uh, rebuild that part. Mm -hmm. I think they're going for that. I don't think they, mm. it's too ambitious to to add like VR support to the whole thing right now. Although it can work. We have seen it with other AAA titles. Um, but I think they're still careful with that. I, I don't think Rockstar is super triggered on making everything VR now. And I think they just want to... Because L.A. Noir, like the time they put into just that little part of the game was good. I thought it was nice. Uh, for I think it was great. It that was, that's actually the one that makes me excited about uh, an L.A. Noir VR full game. Uh, I would love to see that. I love, the, I love playing L.A. Noir just on the, on the regular desktop as well. So... I think a VR game like that would work great. The reason why I, I, I don't want to say Red Dead Redemption is because I think it's rather unlikely because of the 
you know, the, the importance of riding a horse in that game. And I think riding a horse in VR is yeah. still something that we haven't really worked out yet. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that would no, be very no, difficult. No, 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 no. There's, 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 there's a new thing. Don't it's say Skyrim. Just, it's, a, it's a USB 3 accessory. You plug into it and you ride it. <laughs> oh, that's You can like, use yeah, it yeah, for yeah, yeah. the new <laughs> Rockstar game uh, that's in VR. And you can yeah. also use it for other oh, things. Oh, wait, wait. It's a Catwalk H. No, it's no, like it's, horse. It's, it's one of those... Um, it's one of those ball things that, that Nathie was jumping on with uh, the tray show. <laughs> the, the unicorn. unicorn. <laughs> yeah, that could work. No, but that's what, what Rowdy is saying. Like, you know, um, translating a whole game into VR is just too much. Like you yeah. can't, but, but picking certain missions where you, for example, rob a bank where the horse is not even involved in the first place, you, you can kind of do that, you know, it works. But but, that, that, but that's why I'm saying L.A. Noir because because I think yeah. that L.A. Noir is one of no those horses. games <laughs> no. that, uh, or no horses, <laughs> uh, a lot of car driving, which I think works yeah. very well in VR as well. Uh, shooting, you need to pay attention to face expressions, Buzz, which puzzles, I think will be great puzzles. for VR as well. Wait, 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 do, do you get real bullets? Can you put real bullets in a real gun? In the, no, sorry. No, I think Not. it's arcadey. <laughs> it's arcadey. Inside, but, uh, inside joke there, Rowdy, we, we touched on something about that last podcast, yeah. so. <laughs> but the thing is, I think that that title would just work great in VR. A full LA Noir title in VR. Yeah. I don't think there's the market appetite for it, though. That's the only thing. Like, I think that um, there's an uncanny valley problem with the way that they render faces. Like, as much as that was really cool back in the time, <laughs> yeah, I know Mike talked cool. about it as well. But, like, <laughs> there is a kind of a blur, and as headsets get better, resolutions go higher, and you can see more detail. Like, their textures yeah. are starting to fail. But maybe, maybe fail. that's exactly the reason why I think that that would be rather a VR game, because they're probably not going to make an LA Noir game just for the general desktop, because it wasn't a huge success that, for example, GTA was, or yeah. Red Dead Redemption. And what? I don't think they're going to risk taking a game like GTA and just yeah. saying, you know what, we're going to make a VR version for what it. About we're like, going to make a... What about, like, that idea, right? But you, like Nathie said, Max Payne. Like, what if you took an L.A. Noir format for Max Payne and you cut out all the shite, like, the running on blood trails and babies oh, crying? So <laughs> you know, so and, you just, and you just focused it on, like... Badass scenes that make you feel like you're in yeah. the Matrix, yeah, like like, I, like going going to the Ragnarok club. Mm. That's that's where I want to go. Now, if we're talking about clubs, I want to go to that club in Vice City where that M, uh, like what is it? That group is like doing things and and so you can drink a lot and stuff like that. No, I I would totally be down for that. But yes, Max Payne, I vote for Max Payne. But I do think it's gonna be. Can you call it an experience? What do you call like if you just cut out a part of a of a of a triple A open world game and just use that and it's not open world anymore? Well, what do you call that? Like, yeah, there's a name right. for it in plays. Uh, abridged, an abridged. It's like version. an experience. I think yeah. it's a but, VR but do you experience. you consider but... Max Payne as a real like open world no, no, game? No, no, no. Well, the third one was a little bit more open, but it's yeah, not. But... No, no. Plus, if, if it was Max Payne, shooter. I could, I could like cosplay. You know, I could just like dress up. Like a, <laughs> yeah, that's like true. Max Payne three. You know, get a Wolverine <laughs> shirt and some some aviators. I'm, I'm like there. That, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna bank. So if we're all picking one, I, I'm definitely going Red Dead. I, I would imagine they'd be going Red Dead because they said open yeah. world, and I also think it's hilarious that. They clearly didn't read whatever agreement that they had in detail, oh, and they yeah, probably the shouldn't have blabbed that. Amazing. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was bad for them. Bad yeah, for them. I, I think you're right in that it's probably Red Dead Redemption. But if I thought about it in my mind, like just because of like the way that it would stir up controversy and like people would be talking about it across every single platform in the in the Man gaming hunt. media, would be Manhunt in VR. Oh, like just crap. that was oh, the one that kind of just popped into my mind oh. <laughs> because it's just so bad. Like it's so bad. Like if you've ever oh, played I, it, it's, I, it's like so violent. 
I thought you were going to say that other game they made, like Austin Powers. I never played that Boy, one. On the game never Boy. played it, no. Well, like, controversy-wise, I, I don't remember who said it, but if you had GTA 6 be a VR exclusive... <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, they I should think hide in a cave somewhere. Because yeah, that's... <laughs> Maybe that's why they outsourced the But on the, the other job. side, when if, if I would have told you guys, like, years ago... Uh, like, hey, uh, Half-Life, you know, it's going to be VR exclusive. We would have the same reaction. So we all I, dreamed. I we yeah, all dreamed. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if Rockstar releases a headset together with the game, then yes, it's going to be GTA 6. It's going to be VR exclusive. But <laughs> as long as they don't release a headset, I, I don't, know. I don't, this, I don't this, buy it. This couldn't age well, I don't know, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> God, so we'll, we'll watch this back when we finally get the word. Um, time caps but yeah that. Red Dead Redemption I think is likely like a strip, yeah. stripped down version a bit like the, yeah. the case files was but in yeah. the Red I'd Dead Redemption LA universe yeah, LA, LA Noir. LA Noir. So I'm, going, I'm going Red Dead, Dead Redemption Fall Red Dead Redemption Fall uh, game oh okay Fall okay yeah okay nice okay. So is there even a is there a full first person because uh, uh, yes. I, I played it mainly in no TV. there is yeah there is uh, in Red Dead yeah yeah. But it's not, you can't just build uh, a VR experience on that. You need to no. completely redesign it. They, so. just, they just plug in Vorpex and just ship it out. <laughs> Vorpex, like, hey, Vorpex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. be something. Um, yeah, so that is the uh, the rumor that Rockstar is working on a new AAA uh, VR game. Well, we say Rockstar, it's going to be Video Game Deluxe from Sydney that are going to be making this whatever Best Rockstar name game ever. it is. I love the name of this studio. <laughs> Video it's Game Deluxe. It's so creative. It yeah. sounds like it sounds like one of those fly by night, like, like it's just the criminals. It's just all criminals. Clearly. It's like yeah. the name Quality Solicitors. It's like you don't. Oh. It's, like, it's like why would you call your firm that? Anyway, uh, so there we have it. <laughs> so the last bit of news this week is about uh, a new immersive theatre experience from developers Tender Claws, which will take place in the Under Presents. Now, have any of you guys played the Under Presents? It's a very strange yep. title. Of course. Yeah. What, yeah. what sort of experience have you had with it? Have you completed? Has anyone completed this game? When it's completed, uh, yeah. Can you complete it? It's experiential. Yeah. So there's uh, a kind of story element to it that you could complete, I guess. Like, I, I walked through a feck ton of doors and got really confused. If that's what you mean, guys, um, guys like I don't remember art, there being an ending. You know, okay. art can't be finished. You know. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that, Nathan. Yeah, I like that. So I, 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 I mean, I, like the, there is like. Um, a, a scene that you only see at the end, right? right? <laughs> so there is an end. You're, you're telling me, Rowdy. I, I don't know. I haven't finished it. Oh, okay, okay. This is no, this no. is what I love about is, is that what, of, so, like, so you've, you've been to what you think is like an end, an ending of this game. Yeah, and as, as, well, I, like Sim, I wouldn't call it like an ending, ending, but okay. it's something that you only <laughs> oh, wow. get to. At the end, this, this I felt the, unfinished at the end. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. This is the kind of problem when it comes to the, this game because we've we we find it very difficult to explain what it is, right? Whoa, wait. So what should it, we smoke before we're gonna talk about this? Well, whatever's <laughs> available in the Netherlands, but it's not available here. I can tell you that. Okay. <laughs> but um, but basically, from what I've found of the Under Presents so far, is that it's kind of a bit like the Invisible Hours, you know, in that you're turning back time, trying to figure out some sort of mystery on a boat. But is there an ending to the Invisible Hours? I don't know. Yes. I never, I never finished There's a the very round. definitive ending. <laughs> what the heck is this conversation? You find that so I don't find <laughs> it that definitive, Sim. I don't find it that definitive. Wow, dude, okay. dude. If you get to the hotel room, which is a secret ending, the game finishes. Trust Wait, me. Okay. That's what I mean. You have, you have like a secret ending. Yeah. Wait, so, so what but is, is the that really the ending? It's the end. It's the end. We should find the umbrella. While we're talking about, while we're talking about, um, 
Invisible Hours is also being announced for Quest, Quest coming yeah, in the future. Yeah. So I should yeah. mention that quickly. But back oh, to the yeah, Underpresents. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so first of all, what is the Underpresents? Okay. So the Underpresents is a kind of an experience, I would say. It's got some interactive live theater elements to it, but mm. is also a game and social yeah. multiplayer experience all kind of wrapped into one mishmash. Okay. Very difficult to describe. Um, and I tried it this week, and like I say, I kind of felt like the bit that I got to anyway was like the Invisible Hours, but I don't feel like describing it that way gives the game any justice, really, because it's way more than that. It is way, way more than that. Funny. It's, it's funny kind of like the Matrix. You have to kind of like see it for yourself to understand it maybe to a certain degree. <laughs> I th- every, yeah, everyone sees... Go yeah, on, Nathan, go on. Like, I, I think with the underpresents, everyone uh, describes it in a different way and because it's a very personal experience. Right, yeah. okay. Like, I, I would describe it this way because I wouldn't really relate it to The Invisible Hours because that's a very, very specific genre of which there's like three or four games and that's it. I would probably say that although the visual style is like uh, The Invisible Hours and there is a segment, kind of a chapter in it where you're doing the time control thing, um, I, would, I would say it's like a really polished version of VR chat where nobody is um, nobody's inappropriate. Everyone's like an artisan, like artist director slash type person. And the world you're in is a lot like uh, the Museum of Other Realities. Like it just, it's a, it's this kind of blend of three or four elements. It's not, in my opinion, particularly gripping. It's like, um, it's very experiential. Mm. Uh, it is interesting and they have a fantastic locomotion method. So it's one of those that I'd say, definitely try it. But I think it's going to be Marmite to a lot of people. A lot mm. of people are going to go to that and go like, not for me. But then there's going to be some who are going to be like, holy shit, that's like, that just blew my mind. But, but, so, but, so, so, kind so, of so as far as I know, besides of the real actors, it's a single player. Single player. It's not like, because you see other people running around. But uh, when I when I checked it out a couple of times, they have different, let's say, fake people in there that just move in a different way but those people are not people like online players those are just there is online players though right zim no 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 no, no. like the people you yeah. saw at the start what? are not real they're not I, real i can't oh god okay. to be fair right this is the whole ending right so if <laughs> no, i no, say no, anything no. more don't no, yeah. no don't 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 i'm don't, not don't, gonna don't. say anymore no, what, what, what i'm gonna saying... say what i'm gonna say is when it was first pitched i understood that it was Live actors, live actors in there, only. and it's it's not live. It, okay. for for the for the vast majority of its life, the underpresents has been recorded acting Pre, sequences, pre-recorded. not live, pre-recorded. So when they say live, I think that they're really messing with that yeah. definition. Now, this thing, Tempest, no, wait, 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 is live because there is a multiplayer area. And gaming science teacher is saying this in the chat. There is a multiplayer area with real people, but there's no voice chat, only gesturing. And it's, like, read, it's like Journey. I, I, read, oh, I read people reviewing saying that, the lobby that, then. That, that other people have taken them on like a little hike to like secret caves and stuff oh. and they found some weird stuff in there. That's yeah, fine. Because, because the tutorial, uh, uh, because otherwise, like th- that's the thing with multiplayers, right? Like um, after a while, no one plays them anymore, mm. especially in a VR scene. So it would be empty. And that's why they added like at the start, you see all these, you know, little characters that look like you go through these doors. 
but those are just they they acted them out and they're just npcs but then there must be a lobby where you can then finally mm. be there with yeah. but i was completely tricked by that just saying like i thought i was just i was waving at people but yes. i was trying to record this experience didn't work out because i have no idea what was happening but i i rejoined the tutorial and then i noticed that the characters did the same thing in a loop so it's a loop. It's it's yeah. I don't know. It's tricky. <laughs> I don't even know. Like I still don't know what the under percent is. <laughs> so although we don't necessarily understand really what the under percent is, um, yeah. they are hosting this new event basically. And that is understandable. That makes way more sense. It for does some make reason. way more sense. Way I can more kind sense. Of ex- I can kind of explain it to you. So it's called the Tempest, and it's a one of a kind immersive theater experience so basically you travel through time and space to enact an exciting story of love and revenge with a little bit of magic so it's inspired by shakespeare's famed tale the tempest and you you join basically a guide called prospero uh in this kind of like intimate interactive performance so basically in order to bring prospero to life the actor must enlist the help of the audience which is going to be you and basically the line between real and virtual and the truth and fiction blur as audience members are cast as Prospero's spirits to realize an interactive virtual version of the story. Mm. So it's kind of like this interactive theater experience that you, the audience, join and you take part in as well. So there'll be real life actors running it. A bit like when we did the Dr. Crumb thing. Yeah, Yeah, but then again, like they are not clearly saying if it's just, you know... Uh, pre-recorded or no, they're live. because it's live. Oh, it is it yeah, is yeah. actually live, live this time around. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not like Dora the Explorer saying like, "Hey, Mike, let's go on an adventure." And it's like, cool. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> but no, you know, like Mike, you said that about the Doctor Crumbs experience that we did because that is probably the most attractive thing. Once you've done one of those, yes, if you like theater at all or interacting with live actors, uh, and again, we, th- those come with certain flaws as well because it's a mm-hmm. live performance. Feels very human. Feels very, um, very immersive. Very close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is really attractive to me in this format. Uh, comp- contrasting it to how Underpresents initially launched with that kind of faux live. I, I, I didn't yeah. like that. And mm. I think the problem with the Underpresents is not only is it difficult to describe. It's it's not a particularly great name. I don't think. And a lot of people don't really understand what it is. Bad name. So I think they've changed their business model slightly because now the game is free. I don't know if you guys were aware of that on oh. the Oculus Store anyway. So um, it basically on the Oculus Store, Rift and Quest, um, it's like a demo now. So you download it as a demo and you get 45 minutes free experience of the single player oh, game. So that, that might like reflect that they weren't selling that much and that people didn't really get the potentially. Point of this, uh... Yeah. And, and basically the Tempest, which is this kind of like theater experience, uh, is running um, every evening, I think, up until September. And you have to mm. book your slot and time slot through the app so that's why they've made it free so because otherwise you would have had to buy the game yeah. and then buy a ticket for the tempest so now but it's it makes free. way more sense it makes yeah. way more sense you know what you get you know what you're paying for well with the main uh, game or experience title art whatever it might be called yeah you have no idea so this is yeah i, I yeah. think they're smart on so basically yeah. all you need to do if, if you're interested in this is download the app for free on quest or oh. rift the Steam version doesn't support the Tempest, by the way, uh, if you're on the Steam platform. So apologies. The game is just a full price game as it was mm. previously. Um, but basically, you can go into the experience. You've got the Underpresents and then you've got the Tempest, which is uh, portrayed as a like an old retro style movie theater. You go up to the teller and you can buy a ticket for the experience through that yeah. system using the in-app purchase system Oculus okay. have set up, which is 
quite smart. And this um, is for four people per session? I think it's uh, more than that. I think it's around six to nine or something like that. I remember reading somewhere. It's about 45 minutes long. Um, and the thing is, even if you've booked a specific time slot, it's instanced. So, you know, I could say to Nathie, come and join me, but we're not guaranteed to be in the same group together, unfortunately, because yeah, that would have been yeah. cool to, you know, pie up as a group and then do it together. But sadly, that's not the case. Um, you have to book your time slot. It's fourteen ninety nine US dollars as a one-off ticket price, um, which is, you know, for, for a, a live actor to be running you through this experience it sounds expensive but it's not really i don't think in my opinion i think it's quite good value for money uh, because it's, like, is it going to be a you know every every um version of this is going to be unique because it's live you know so yeah, yeah any sort of random thing could happen but you, but you said like up to nine people because you know when we tried the dr crumb experience they were still you know testing it out they were you mm. know still i i i don't know it sounds very ambitious to have like eight, nine people, and then they all speak, and then this actor needs to interact. And uh, are they? I guess. I are guess they speaking? The, I don't know. That like that's the thing. I, I don't. I, I don't think that's what they are. I think that's how they're controlling it. I don't I think, think the audience think, is speaking. I don't think the audience is speaking. So you're attending no, I, a play, and you're all waddling around like silent penguins together. Okay. But yeah. uh, like this, I guess their it depends on like the the complexity of of the experience itself, like how how scalable this yeah, is yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. how many people can yeah, join true. and how much the interaction with the audience is as well. Yeah. So so that that would mean that they control the interaction too. So they Pretty just much. trigger yeah. something and then maybe one person touches and then, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm still this, interested. There's like a, this This is just bringing like a like a shape of a business model up in my head. Um, like why, why don't we have like an improv uh, platform? And yeah. this is where I think that Underpresents could really pivot and like again, bring actors and, and that people who who right now are stuck because they can't go and perform in a play can't because mm -hmm. of social distancing and stuff like that. People aren't they must be looking for work. So why not pivot and build a platform where those people can present almost like an open mic night, like just mm -hmm. do their own thing, but through this app. I really if I was if I was in their board, that would I, is what I would be pushing for. In addition to these curated handheld ticket sales because i think this is going to be a really big deal in a couple of years time yeah uh, so they just need to establish themselves so you have the tempest experience which is 14.99 in us dollars for the ticket about 10 I think pounds it's just tempest mike not the just okay. tempest tempest um and then the rest of the game if you want to unlock the rest of the game is 11.99 in us dollars so about eight or nine pounds um i've actually booked tickets for this so tomorrow evening at 7 p.m uk time um, I'm going to be checking this out. There's, if there's slots available, you're free to uh, join me. You know, all the chances of getting in the same room as me is probably unlikely. I don't know, because uh, like I said, it's instanced. Um, but I'll be talking more about my experience next week. But, so although we don't necessarily understand really what it is, yes. hopefully well, I can clarify that next week on next week's show. The thing is, yeah. if you can't talk and if you can't even see who's who, like I can't see the way you wave at me that you're Mike. So I don't you'll, know how know. that would. You'll know me. Yeah. Do the There's secret, a special do the secret sign. Little yeah, the se do, the, do the secret dance. Secret dance. The, the secret floss. That's how you know. It's <laughs> no, me. then then I yeah, then I know it's Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Secret> <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah. Although we we kind of you didn't really possibly explain that very well with the underpresents because it's difficult oh. to explain. I, but I the think tempest... like no other media outlet in the VR scene has ever paid so much 
attention to this game as we did just now. That's true. Curious. That's true. That's true, actually. That is true. Um, so, but yeah, I'm going to be well checking served. out Tempest uh, tomorrow evening. I'll be talking about it on next week's show. Okay. If you want to check it out yourself, it's a live immersive theater experience through the Under Presents app available on Quest and Rift for free. But the Tempest experience is $14.99 in US dollars as a one-off payment for a 45-minute live show. There you go. One question for you, Mike. Do you know much about Shakespeare's Tempest? Like I have no idea what it is. Okay, because I'd be I'd be curious because I'm I like Shakespearean stuff, uh, especially like the different renditions of even like Macbeth or, or Romeo and Juliet. And I don't know. There's something nice about them, especially when presented through like a whole different lens. So it'd be interesting to hear from someone maybe next week if any of you know a lot about Tempest and go and try this out to compare and contrast with Mike's views as a complete noob. To- yeah. So, okay. so, so next week on our Literatarian book club. Like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you all have to try it and we all have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Although tickets are hard to get hold of. It's selling out very fast, actually. It's very popular. So yeah. get in there while you can. Um, so that is all the news for this week. Lots of news to talk about. We've talked about loads of juicy topics. Um, mm-hmm. So now it's time to pass it over to Zim for releases hey. next week. See what you like blood and violence and sexual themes, then, you know, releases is here for you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, uh, yes. you know, that's just the whole, you know, 13 year olds and up need to grab their parents for this first title. So, oh. all right. A couple of things for you releasing this week. It's a pretty uh, scraper barrel this week. So Ooh. don't expect anything too amazing. In fun, my fun, opinion. Fun. Uh, first game is a horror game that has uh, some accolade from the flat panel. It's Layers of Fear. Uh, mm. You might have seen famous YouTubers like uh, Jacksepticeye playing this game and shrieking uh, at the top of his lungs. So this game is uh, akin to a lot of other um, VR horror experiences that we've seen, but it is a a 2D adaptation that's come over and is now available on Quest ever since the 9th of July. Uh, So it's a first person, they describe it as a psychedelic horror game with a heavy focus on story and exploration. I think that means there is a story, you do explore, and there is some interactivity (laughs) to it. Uh, the psychedelic horror means that, like, um, oh, I'm trying to remember the name, uh, Sightline the Chair, when you oh. move your head around, uh, the, the environment around you can change. Changes. Uh, which oh, really affects with your head for anyone who hasn't oh, ever done that experience. That. So Layers of Fear, VR. Uh, the original game launched back in 2016 um, on Steam, and now this classic has come over to the Quest. So for uh, 15 pounds, uh, or 18.99 in US dollars, uh, you can pick this up on Quest. Okay. Layers it sounds of like the perfect game that you want to show someone for a first time trying the Oculus Quest. Don't do that. Just drop them in. Don't there. listen to Rowdy. <laughs> you're, a, you're a bad, bad VR person oh, if you uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, uh, I, I usually demo people and, and do standing roller coasters and stuff, you know? Well, you have to be seated. Yeah, that's what like, I do. I miss the roller coasters, Nathy. I, I miss them. Yeah. With the, the, Unreal, en- the Unreal Engine one, you know, with the console and uh, that stuff. I missed the I missed the one uh, where you it was like a, it was an Unreal Engine, but you uh, you went through someone's living room. I really liked that one back. Oh, in the, the living room, yeah, yeah the yeah. living room one. I don't so, know. are you keen on this Layers of Fear then, Zim, being the horror aficionado? Uh, I'll definitely play it because I I, I like to play these uh, these kinds of games. But um, I I can say I watched a little bit of uh, BMF's stream uh, running this, and I think or sorry, recording I should say, uh, but. It looks interesting. There, there's some there's some aspects to it that I think could get me. Um, I have a pretty high tolerance for fear these days. Uh, although, what, like what Jack, uh, I, I do shriek uh, on, on occasion. Jack Spadicey. Jack Spadicey. Yeah. 
That's it. Sorry, Nathan, I thought you were trying to say something there. Yeah, yeah, no, I wanted to say something. I was like, but you haven't tried it yet. I was just wondering, like, what no. does the gameplay mechanics look like? Did they look rough or... Because, I mean, the game uh, in its core is a pancake title, so... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the interactivity is the part that, for me, it looked like uh, a lot of uh, binary toggles interactivity-wise. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, I'll let you know once I've given it a go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next one, uh, and the only one I'm really mentioning this one for, that I, I want to kind of speed through this because we've covered it, I feel like, three times in the last month or two. Uh, but Crisis Brigade 2 is landing on PSVR on the 14th of July. Uh, why is this interesting? Uh, well, it's a fast-paced uh, VR FPS uh, many of you have heard of before. Uh, you take on the role of a SWAT player. But the interesting thing for me is uh, it's got PSVR aim support. And on, unfortunately, PSVR doesn't get that many titles that come with AIM support. And I feel like having a dedicated peripheral like that uh, can really make you feel like you're part of the action. Hmm. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Firewall Zero Hour, and one of my favorite, actually my all-time favorite VR FPS game. Uh, and that makes a great use of uh, the PS uh, AIM controller. So... Crisis Brigade. Uh, I know, Mike, you weren't too much a fan of this, uh, and we're saying if you like the first one, this one's probably you should probably just stick with the first Does one. Does the um, first one have aim control support? I don't know. Yeah, I um, don't know that. Hmm. Sorry. It okay. makes sense, but... Um, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Until you actually oh, then, go over to Google oh, and then, type... Again, then we have at least something to talk about next show, right? We gotta keep some uh, that's you it. Know, juice left. Title. I hope not. I hope not. So that's that. That's just another replatformer. That's why I said this week is not as as exciting. Um, and then the next one, and I, I and this is a huge sigh from me. I know some of you are super hyped about this. Steel Wool Studios finally they get what they kept crybehaving over. Five Nights at Freddy's VR Help Wanted is here. Come into Quest so you can have fun with that. Panicking on your own in the dark uh, with animatronic puppets that are trying to murder you. Um, so this is like the perfect game if you want to show your mother-in-law like her first VR experience. That's how to imagine. drop her into this. Just make sure you record it if you're going to do that. Oh yeah, man, you could be an oh, 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 overnight, uh, overnight star. Um, so anyway, this is like for those who don't know and, and know a lot about Five Nights at Freddy's, it's it's uh, anima animatronic puppet uh, puppets in a bunch of mini games and what the VR build brought was a couple of additional minigames that were never there before. Um, and one of them involves, for instance, a ventilation system, which you're trying to fix. Uh, and it's kind of like having the xenomorph in Alien come crawling at you while you're trying to do some room escape kind of fixes in front. Uh, there's another one where you're basically doing, like the game operation, trying to fix you know, the face or various body parts of one of these animatronic puppets that if you touch the wrong thing, he freaks out and you know screams in your face. So it's not an it's not a comfortable game. This is certainly not one looking for a relaxing VR desert island. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to scare yourself and others, uh, it is a, a nice collection, I would say, of all the past titles with a sprinkling of new mini games that are VR specific. So you can play kind of okay. all the old school titles. Oh. I'm, I'm not gonna one. lie though. I do think that this is a great family game though. If you want to like have like a family even no, hear me out, hear me out. If you you're together with like, you know, the rest of your family or a bunch of friends oh, yeah. and you yep. each take like turns or like, you know, who can like survive the most or something like that. Something like this can be a ton of fun. We used to do that when back when those slender slender man games that came out. 
Yeah. You, know, you you would like each take turns and everybody was like watching you freak out and stuff so like that it was a, it was brilliant as, as the first experience of course right of course as the, as the like you just bought your quest uh, and, and you're unpacking it's like okay let's not yeah. try the first steps let's skip just them make let's sure, get a... just make sure that you buy an extra one because someone will probably take it off and oh, yeah, throw yeah, yeah, it against yeah, yeah. the wall <laughs> yeah that's true actually no, have I, we I, seen any videos like that where someone's actually thrown a quest oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you? Oh, I need yeah, to, yeah. I need the it's link like, to this later. That's that's why wireless is sometimes a downside. No. <laughs> uh, but how how many how many how many titles has Five Nights at Freddy's had? Six or seven independent. So they've had named Five Nights at Freddy's, and then they had like a yeah. sister episode. So I think it's six uh, pancake titles, yeah. and then the VR one but, that's but come out. I, I just love the backstory that like all those titles had. There was like some kind of like weird kind of like backstory behind them, which I think is really interesting that that is like woven in there, but I kind of lost track of it. After, like, <laughs> so is this a game? So you're saying this is not a game for kids? This is a game for adults? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Depends on how much you scary. hate your kids. Exactly. <laughs> if, you, if you've been cooped up with your kids for a long time and you're like, well, you know. Actually, to be fair, my daughter was so scared of Five Nights at Freddy's. I didn't even show her this. She just saw it on YouTube videos. The icon sitting on the desktop was enough to scare her. She didn't want to go near the computer. That's oh, wow. how terrified some kids <laughs> What is the it. icon? Is it the little clown? clown it's just figure? a little bear. I think it's uh, Freddy. Yeah, let's send, Freddy. Let's send it over. <laughs> Freddy Fazbear. <laughs> Freddy Fazbear. All those names are terrible. Bonnie and all the ones that they've got. They're all it's, terrible. It's weird though. Like when you look at the trailer and look at the gameplay, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't look scary. But it's just these stupid jump scares that are in your face with that sound that is super overpowered loud. That's the this, thing that this does is just, it. This is just Natey saying that he's going to try it live on stream and they're going to be... You know, dude, talking about it next dude, week. Dude, <laughs> I, I have been jump scared by so many things in VR before. And when you then, you know, uh, look back at it, it's always like some some kind of like weird pixelated like shape that just comes at you and you have no idea what it, that's it. That's what they every time do. It's stupid. Like even in Iron Man, you know, it's like a bat in my face. I go back to it. I'm looking at it. It's like just it's the bat didn't even have, have eyes. It was just a shape of oh. something. And I'm just terrified. Uh, I'm serious. You could just take pictures of the dev team and just have it shriek and throw that in your face and you'd still get as terrified. So that's Five Nights at Freddy's, right? So the three releases this week I'm talking about, Layers of Fear, Crisis Brigade 2 on PSVR, Five Nights at Freddy's on Quest. That's going to run you about $30 or £23. Um, So it's not cheap, but you get all the Five Nights that you want. And I hope that all those people who were, you know, making upset about it will now on themselves and go okay. find themselves a dark what about room. what about the next five nights of freddy's right uh, in vr huh? yeah i don't know i think some people might actually be wondering uh so if you want to fully immerse yourself with the quest in a dark room so that you have no light leakage up through the headset uh you'll need to get some kind of ir painter and the base stations for instance with the vive can work for that so the quest can still track in a dark room or get an ir illuminator uh, and I think there's, I don't know if there's bulbs, but there's standalone units you can pick up if you're really that desperate to get mm-hmm. yourself in the dark. So now, uh, this is the uh, surprise part for the lads. Uh, yet again, we are going to be doing a trailer quiz uh, at the oh. end here. So for those uh, who have been terrified so far, it's only going to get worse. Now, oh my God. Uh, for those who don't know what the trailer quiz is like, I run a historic trailer, and one of our F-Reality crew will narrate and see if they can figure it out. Uh, Each of these is about a minute sample before the end credits roll and the name of the game is displayed. If they get it before the name shows, they win. That's the rules. Um, Everybody got it? We good? And guess who's up first? Mike, because you've not gone first on one of these before, so you're in the hot seat. The pressure. Wow. Now, 
Uh, no additional hints other than Mike, uh, your game, 2018. Nathy, yours, 2016. And I'm sorry, Rowdy, 2015. <laughs> oh, <right>. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's the classic catchphrase. All right, everybody. Uh, queue up. <laughs> Let's get ready for the first one of these. Uh, Mike has been pretty good off the bat. We'll see if he gets this one straight away. Uh, but let's go ahead in our first trailer. Oh, Come on, Mike. Bum, bum. I have the tiger. I have the tiger. Yeah, I have the tiger. You got this, Mike. Oh. Come on, man. You got it. Limber oh, uh, the Great Sea. Boom, you got it. All right, tell our, our audio listeners what you're looking at, and you can talk about the game a little bit if you want. Okay, so you've got these two characters. Um, they're on a, a mysterious adventure together uh, out in the sort of abandoned wilds, and you've got this, ooh, super spooky lady <laughs> with the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> the tentacles. Ooh. Ooh. Siren head. No, no, no siren head. Uh, sp super spooky lady. She's um, doing something. Uh, I think there's like a big computer or something like that, which is the Great Sea, and she's going to take you to the Great Sea. I think that's how the story goes. Uh, it's kind of intriguing. It's kind of like a... a, a Very like, visual. Like a... It's like a... Like a, like a little movie short, basically, that you watch yeah, it's in like VR. a short movie. Yeah. Um, it was created by Secret Location. They're actually based in Canada, and they also made Blasters of the Universe. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, Look at that. Wow. What a pro right oh. off the gates. All right, Mike oh. has set a high bar. Look at that. Wow. Uh, that's good. I knew he had covered this, so I figured it might be lodged in his in his brain. I forgot uh, the name there. of it, though, so probably. Yeah, I did struggle that. for... I was going to say the Great Sea. You got that in about five or six seconds. Good on you, Mike. All right, on to the next one. So, so uh, second up to the plate, we've got Nathy. As I said, this is 2016. Let's see if you can get it. It's another. Uh, it's another fun title. With uh, and if you get the name, you know, good on you, buddy, because this ain't this, this ain't easy. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're running the uh, the new challenging title. Uh, let us know what you see. Here we go. I see the universe in a, in its full glory. That's a planet, Nathy. <laughs> this is uh, uh, Doctor Who? Nope. It's not Doctor Who. It's... Uh, oh, oh yeah, no, I remember this game. I remember this game. It's very old. It's it's, it's one of the hidden gems from a very, very long time ago. Uh, but tell us I, what you're seeing. Oh, I'm you're... seeing like a like there is a little brain traveling in a in a spaceship through through the universe and he's seeing all kinds of exciting exciting things his brain has the time of his life i tell you this brain is for the first time outdoors and he's like wow this is mind-blowing man this is uh this is, this brain is blowing. insane this is insane like i've never seen all these these creatures these plans and oh friends i didn't even know what friends were until i i, I saw these yeah, things swimming around, but yeah, I don't know the name. I I forgot the name. Like, uh, right. guys, did anyone else know this? This is a hard one. No, this, this is a hard, hard one. one. But I did play it. I did play it. And yeah, I did he did play it on the channel as well. But yes, uh, like, if you're gonna say it, I'm like, oh, that's the one. But it's not Brain Adventures VR or anything. Not like Brain that. Adventures VR. Oh. Not the Solus Project. Chat even has no idea what this one is. Wow. I'm letting this one run. This one has a little bit more runtime, but it's pretty cool. What did you think of this when you played it? Because I played it as well. I thought this was like, this was uh, like uh, top notch. This was something totally new, something different, very mysterious. Like exploration in, in, in 2016 uh, was still very new, you know? Uh, and uh, it didn't have like a clear, let's say, objective. It was just, oh, here we go. Io Moon. Oh. Io Moon. Io Moon. And, and the, like, I, I can just Moon. remember the developer being super nice to us. I, 
It's been a long ass it, time. It's funny when I saw like the brain in the jar, it just reminded me of Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, Moon is that is that still on Steam? Is that somewhere? Where is it? Where did I Io Moon go? And what happened to the developer? That's something I also want to know. Yeah, I know because like and 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 like you, I felt that it was a real looker uh, back in the day, and it was it was it was it was a trippy experience, but like really colorful and way much way more animated. Uh, elements to the scenes that that I was expecting. It also I got lost. I got lost in certain yeah. bits of that game, and I just yeah. I ended up abandoning it. But uh, I'm surprised oh. they haven't come back for more. So oh. according to Steam, it's still on Steam, by the way. Right. Uh, it, I, I'm not sure if you should buy it because I don't think it has been optimized at all for any of the new headsets. Uh, because I think I played this on the DK2. I don't even. Yeah. Or did I play yep. it on the? I don't know wow. anymore. Maybe CV1. Um, but uh, <laughs> Paradise Decay says that IO Moon is still in early access. <laughs> oh, it's still in early access? That's what early access is all about. You know, that's why it's in early access. But um, it right. says that uh, Head Trip Games made it, although yes. I can't remember the, the de- like, I, I just remember the name of the developer. And when I go to the website, it doesn't exist anymore. So who knows what this man is doing now, but it was made by one person. And as I said, it was very special, something new. And it, yeah, it just, it was like a new genre yeah. that we didn't see before or something. I don't know. Nowadays you would be like, ah, yeah, whatever. Like we've seen this, but no, back then it was like super special. I sure. think the closest thing to that is probably the Ender Presents. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's just a bizarre uh, walkabout. <laughs> um, very strange game, that one. I.O. Moon. Well, uh, okay. On to Rowdy. Now, Rowdy. Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy. Rowdy. I already Rowdy. forgot what I ate two days ago, so this is not going to go down well. <laughs> you're you're going to have trouble here with this one. This is another. So we've got one up, one down. Let's see if I can sting another another F Reality member with a game from 2015. Rowdy, it's over to you. There comes a time in a man's life that he needs to go to a lab to... Not gonna go investigate well. a dead bird more dead birds kill with dead birds birds are the cause of the coronavirus everybody knows that the, a, a new flashy car arizona sunshine is not the game but it did remind me of this scene another dead bird i love the way that the the, 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 the game's name even popped up i didn't even see that i didn't even see that i, I missed it as well is, is it the assembly or yeah is yeah, that it? Yeah, Bam. you got it. That's the assembly. Bam. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Who nice made story. it? Who made it, by the way? Yeah. Bonus points for who birds made it. Birds fall deadly from the sky. <laughs> what was this? There's so many birds in this trailer. I completely forgot that part. Hilarious. Do you know who made it, Rowdy? No. No idea. They, they, also made, bad only. they also made a game recently where you were in a kayak. That's probably the reason why I forgot it, because it was indeed <laughs> gamepad only. Well, this is ancient, like, this is ancient. I love this, uh, Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> Mike just said something so obvious, but... But yes, so this is the trailer for The Assembly. The assembly. Released by Endreams. Uh, yes. This is the 4th of June, 2015. That was the wow. trailer date, okay? Wow. Um, wow. That is ancient, but yes. it was it gave, really gave me, like, Half-Life feelings when I was yeah. playing that. And it's a really intriguing story told from... Two different characters' perspectives. Uh, Rowdy had played this actually, um, so the each of the ones today, I made sure you guys had played. I oh, love yeah. that we got Mike got straight out the gates the answer correct. 
Nathan couldn't quite k- grapple with Io Moon, but to be fair, I wouldn't remember that one either. That was a tough one. That was a really tough <laughs> one. Rowdy got it halfway through, X's. missing the, the thing actually text written on the screen for him. So nah, I didn't see that. I don't pay attention. And he's the neuroscientist. I was narrating. You know, I was narrating. Just saying. But it, it, exactly. isn't, isn't I only it, pay attention to the important stuff. <laughs> but isn't it uh, a little weird that usually you can tell, but that's, that's VR, right? Like you can tell more about the experience you had because you, mm. in the end, build a memory that felt like you were there and that you experienced it then really the name or the developer or anything like that but yeah. like same with I, I'm gonna even be fair though I don't remember anything anymore about the assembly no. nothing then, I, don't even, I don't even know what the story was about but that, that's basically some, some about games some games are maybe not birds. so yeah <laughs> It was basically about the government uh, creating a, a virus that then they were basically got out of control uh, and ended up spreading across the globe. And I actually beat the game, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good it's a it would be a good title to play, I think, in twenty twenty. Um, I'll just put it, give it that. So, um, so uh, quest release soon. <laughs> Quest release, maybe never. No. I don't know. Maybe End Dreams will be working something up like on that. But you so, know when a title doesn't land just because of timing? I feel like the assembly was one of those. I, I think it didn't land because of the timing. Good yeah, point. But they, yeah. yeah, but if they, yeah, but I, I think if they mix that that Nuketown vibe that they have in this game, and they they mix it up with kayaks, I think it would be amazing. <laughs> I can't tell if he's gonna escape the pandemic in a kayak. I just got David Hader in the there. dummies. The dummies are gonna chase you. <laughs> love it. And right, then you so, and then you unlock a cheat because uh, you know uh, uh, End Dreams made cheats nowadays, you know, for uh, for the Kaya game. So then you ha- unlock a cheat, and that cheat allows you to actually walk with your feet. So your kayak is still there, but you have feet too, and then you can so, run so, run away. So, so, so those that stones. are listening to this show right now, this is what Nathie is like in real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he could go on for hours like this, and I'm being serious. <laughs> oh yes, yes. yes Maybe exposed. Yes. So, yeah. So that was the releases and a short quiz uh, for the lads who did exceptionally well. I have yet to be uh, to best you guys in this. Mm. So VR devs, please create more games so that those games that were played a long time ago get easily forgotten. And, and at yeah. some stage, I get the more forgettable, through. the better. <laughs> exactly. The more forgettable your game, the better. Thank you. And that's it for uh, releases and quiz time this week. <laughs> That was nice. That was nice. I always, I always uh, enjoy these little quiz times. It's a lot of fun. So thank you for that. So I'll just do a, a quick reminder of the show times. Maybe we can take a question or two from the chat. So if you've got a question for us, maybe you can answer. Put them in the chat now and we can read some of them out. So uh, just a reminder, this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. Don't forget, you can't no longer watch the show in big screen TV because we've stopped that now. Um, so you can host your own room and, you know, do that yourself welcome people in and to create some new friends uh, but it won't be there officially so just bear that in mind moving forward the show goes live at 7pm in Europe 6pm in the UK, 12 midday in central US also check out the audio version Rowdy does a lot of work on that uh, and it's available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify mm. make sure you hit that like button uh, so you let us know that you enjoyed the show and subscribe to the channel for our future yeah. episodes mm. um We've got an interesting show next week lined up, actually, if you uh, if you want a little sneak peek. Uh, we're trying to get Shane, the creator of SideQuest, on the show. And I know you guys have enjoyed a lot of the sort of developer interviews that we've done recently. So I think that'll be a really interesting one, uh, particularly with what Oculus have announced just recently with the new sort of um, method of, you know, installing games without SideQuest and through mm-hmm. the official store. And it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what his thoughts are on that are as well so yes so uh, we have a question about the hp refurb uh uh in specifically the controllers 
do they have pressure sensitivity? Of course, like we we didn't have a hands on with them, but they don't. I don't think so. No. They don't. No. So Oculus um, mm. touch controllers, you know, they have capacitive uh, sensors. So like if you put your thumb on the thumbstick, for example, it registers it as an input uh, in some games uh, if the developer has utilized it. But the HP Reverb controllers don't have that functionality. So sadly, not. No. Mm. Okay. Um, and then you... a lot of people say uh, that they enjoyed the show. They thought it was great. great. Well, that's good <laughs> great. to hear. Thanks so much. Because uh, otherwise we would do something wrong, I guess. <laughs> um, so, Zim, you wanted to... Uh... No, I was just... Uh, I was wondering, like, where does capacitive touch matter? Is there a game where it, it specifically is a game breaker? I can't uh, think of Vertigo one. Vertigo 2. It's just nice. It's just a. It's just a nice. Um, oh, because of the fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like sometimes when you put your finger uh, on the trigger button on the uh, touch controllers, your 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 you know finger is represented I, in game on the trigger like, as well. So I, I don't think it's quality yeah, of life. I don't stuff. think it's really like. I don't think it's really like game breaking. No. But it's just that feeling of immersion that you get. The same yeah. way like why people like the the Valve Index controllers is because they get their full fingers in there, and I yeah. think that if you can represent that with some kind of capacitive uh, touch sensors, that adds a lot of benefit in terms of your playing experience. I, I know, I, like I understand the, uh, the, the need to keep like um, instruction manuals simple, but when the touch controllers first released, the original ones that came with the CV1 or came out after the CV1 to couple with it, like it kind of scared me a little bit when I was like, how does it know where my finger is? You know, it has that, um, that like little, uh, textured uh, dime on oh. the top of the surface that's tracking and I didn't know that that existed because they hadn't covered it as like a feature of the controller and I'm like how is it actually picking that up and then mm. I saw a teardown and finally understood it but the good it's, it's more hidden I would say in the current uh, model. The good thing about the HP Reverb new controllers uh, is that it at least has an analog grip button this time so you know like the mm. touch controllers has an analog grip button whereas previously it was just a click which is horrendous. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that that's coming in the new controllers. Yeah. Okay. Looks like that's well, us for uh, questions, I guess. Yeah. Someone here is saying, do you see the Valve, Alex's mod environment encouraging people to create their own games similar to Dreams? So, uh, I think at the moment we're just scratching the surface in terms of community-made content. Um, they've all tend to be like sort of 20-minute long experiences. I think it will break through eventually and, you know, people will start getting more creative, but I think it's limitation of the tech to a certain degree and the yeah. tools that they've I, I do released think, so far. I, I do think there is a huge difference between Valve releasing, like, you know, the search engine tools in order to build a game and, and Dreams, which is a game that is specifically made for making content by yeah. a community. So yeah. I think there's a huge difference between those two yeah. as well. One yeah. thing to note is that um, there is a brand new um, map that has been released through the workshop for Half-Life Alex called Deep Inside that features Jeff um, and uh, is supposed Jeff? to be very, very highly regarded. Yeah. So if Jeff, you think, Jeff. The Jeff. So if you want to... From wanna, uh, which the one? game show. <laughs> exactly. So if you want to experience more wow. Jeff because you miss him, maybe you've been playing <laughs> with his best friend Frank <laughs> in the persistence, um, <laughs> then, you know, Go and check it out deep inside on the on the so, on the workshop. Oh. So to round up this show, GamerChick13 says any show where there is organized chaos, I'm a fan. It is <laughs> that is a good way to describe the show. Organized chaos. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you all for joining us this week live. We really, really appreciate the support and thank you for the super yes. chats as well. They they don't go unnoticed. Um, we'll be back, of course, hopefully next week with the creator of SideQuest Chain. Uh, have a great week in VR. 
Until then, take care and bye-bye for now. See you later.